reveal the matches and our predictions for hell in a cell for hell in a cell you know looking back at this card this is going to be um probably a quick show and um maybe interesting is the word i want to use for it uh no roman reigns again for this Mm -hmm. pay-per-view all right um not a lot of titles on the line i think we just have the women's and the united states title on the line so uh yeah this is gonna be uh it's going to be interesting. Let's uh, okay. run down these matches. So let's start from the top. All right. From the top, are you going to take this one? Okay, let's do that. Um, <laughs> let's go. It's, uh, it's, it's Bobby Lashley, the almighty. Almighty. Versus, it's, it's a handicap match. It's two and one. Correct. Two and one. Um, versus uh, MVP uh, was once uh, managing. Managing Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, uh, also uh, one of the head figures of the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. A new song apparently out, Fall Mighty. Uh, yes. We heard the track on this Monday track. Night Raw. How do, you, how do you make a diss track about someone who's not going to reply? I, did. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so it's, so it's MVP. He teams up with the Colossus. The Nigerian Giant. Is that what they're calling him? They are calling him All the right. Nigerian Omos. Giant. Yeah. I'm glad I got that name right. Several wrestlers still can't get that name right. Oh, no, they tried their hardest. Yeah, so uh, we got Lashley versus uh, MVP and Omos. Um, Man, this one's... Yeah, how are you calling this one? I think this is the third time that these two, uh, Lashley and Omos specifically, have fought. They fought at WrestleMania and Lashley won. They fought at WrestleMania Backlash, Electric Boogaloo, and I think Omos won that one. Mm. And so now to, to spice things up for the third encounter, despite the fact that we have a large cell looming above, MVP just wanted to join in. That's it. He just wanted to join another beatdown. He didn't want to be left on the outside of the cell. I guess not. So uh, yeah. they decided they're going to make a two-on-one handicap match, enough for a main event contract signing angle on Monday Night Raw, which, wow. you know... I thought that there are other segments that could have used a contract signing, like a Raw Women's Championship. That would have been a great contract signing segment. But, okay. you know, a two-on-one with a crap diss track, I guess I'll take that instead. Okay. <laughs> so who do you have uh, winning this? Now, we also have to mention that uh, Lashley, you, like you said, there was already a cage match. Yes. And Lashley got put through one of the sides of the cages. Wait, so which has Lashley won him- both of those kids? Wow, actually won both of those. So matches. he won that one by virtue of getting <laughs> thrown through one side of the. So, but what do you think is going to happen tonight? Um, honestly, I think Omos is going to have to take this one. Wow. Okay. I, I, you know, Bobby Lashley has gotten his wins. He's proven he can win if he needs to. But Omos, he kind of he needs some momentum with him. Okay. Okay. Um, and MVP wants to be able to say that he was the one that brought somebody else to prominence. Exactly. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to go, I mean, despite the, you know, the solid point you made, I, I think I'm going to go Lashley on this one. Ooh, okay. I just want to see Lashley win this one. It might, it might not be the, the best pick, but I want to see Lashley win this one. Um, the, the second, the second match we have. We have my, one of my favorite matches lined up. 
Madcap Moss, who does not wear a hat or a cap of any kind, versus Happy Corbin, the guy who does wear a hat, a cap of some kind, and they're going at it no holds barred. Added stipulation as of this past Friday. Mm. Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss. You know who I'm going for here. Okay, Madcap Moss. I, I, we're on the same page. <laughs> I, <laughs> there's nothing about... I. Uh, you could dress up Corbin in, in, in a multitude of different <laughs> characters that I, I'm not... He could be the lone wolf. He could be the... Was Before he was happy, he was what? The disgruntled... He looked, like a, he looked homeless the, for a the second. The hobo Corbin, the I hobo, think. Yeah, I don't something. think they had an actual name for that but, one. But yeah, but like Hard Times Corbin. Hard Times Corbin. So let's go with that. Um, yeah, there's nothing that makes me want to cheer for Constable. Constable. Wants to get, wants Constable <laughs> Corbin. So, um, so yeah, it's Madcap Moss for me too. All right, so let's get this next one. We have six-person mixed tag team match yes. between The Judgment Day, Damian yeah. Priest, Edge, and Rhea Ripley versus The Bullet Club Outcasts and their number one groupie, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. Okay. Uh, people saying that uh, there might be a betrayal in this match, you oh, wow. know, Judgment Day is still looking for new members. Wow! So, uh, do, do we think that we think that's going to have anything to do with the outcome that of this was, match? D- okay, so now you shedding the light on that. Mm. Um, I, I could see it. I could see what one specific. Ooh, I could see what one specific do we uh, have a name? wrestler. Yeah, I, I would say okay. If we're okay, if we're gonna go with a uh, betrayal, a turn, and, and and a new recruit to the Judgment Day, I believe it would be Finn Balor. Finn Balor, that's what I, a lot I, of people are saying. I, yeah, and this, yeah, that's that's where I would go. Um, this was a tough one for me because you know, all right, Edge, you know, a, a remnant of that era of the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still still capable of uh, you know in ring performances w- with you know with quality. You know, because there's a lot of people that are still in the ring somehow, and it's like, okay. Yeah, Ric Flair's <laughs> having his last match, uh, a last again match. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I was not ready for that. So, um, so yeah, I could see. I, yeah. Damn. Now that you, you threw that. that uh, and, you know, nothing might happen at all. You know, WWE, it's true. It's true. Anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, between Edge, you know, one of the uh, the, the older generation wrestlers getting involved and then me being a a big uh, proponent of AJ Styles uh from when you know before he joined uh WWE okay. and he was with um uh was it TNA? Yes. He was with TNA and I always thought that this guy wrestling on TNA he would be such a a, a fitting and uh and a a a missing piece to what WWE was at right. the time. So um so I would want to I mean I would like to see Finn Styles and uh, Morgan win. Okay. Uh, is, is that what his mind is saying? But, yeah, man, six. I don't want to take into consideration that there might be a turn. Right, right. So, I, but I think there's going to be. I think it's going to be the Judgment Day, and only because they're uh, going to be so close to losing. Mm-hmm. That this turn is going to make the difference, All so right. it's going to go to Judgment Day. Honestly, Judgment Day, new group. Uh, I think it's their first time battling as a full unit, and usually when you have these kinds of matches, you got to come out with a win. I, I don't, I don't know what what the backup plan would be if they decided Judgment Day was going to take the L here. Okay. I just think it's a, a little too early for that group. So uh, I also agree, uh, Judgment Day. And hey, maybe uh, asshole Finn Balor comes back up. Mm. You know that the, everyone that was a thing before. 
Oh, that was his whole time in NXT. Oh, okay. That was his whole okay. second run in NXT, and it was great. And I would like to yeah. see more of that on the main roster because he promised he wasn't going to be the same old smiling dude. And I've seen nothing but a same old smiley dude from before. So okay. I really like this change. All right. So we're already three matches in. We're moving on to the fourth one. So th- this fourth match is going to be uh, what some people might still believe it's Elias. <laughs> but obviously it's... We've come to the conclusion that it's not. Clearly, this is uh, a new man before us. The younger brother of Elias, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Going against uh, the or- the uh, <laughs> the ordinary man in the WWE, I like to call him. Wow. Kevin Owens. He's wow. kind of like the straight man to the absolute wildness that is WWE. Okay. Which is great for his character. He can play that part. Unfortunately, that means he's not on the top of the card anymore. And he's dealing with this Ezekiel... Uh, storyline, which, and you know, shouts to the guy for making it work. Um, I want Kevin Owens to win this one. I don't care. I just want Kevin Owens to win. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. I, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Put okay. this man down. Uh, anytime Kevin Owens wins, uh, I'm a happy guy in the end. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen Kevin Owens wrestle in a while. Okay. Is he still running? Is he, he his thing is fight Kevin fight, but he was one of the wrestlers that ran away so much. Like, it was... <laughs> I saw him more often on the run from competitors oh, than anything um, else. So has that changed? I, You know what? I think he does more fighting than running nowadays. Mm. But neither the running or the fighting is as much of a uh, component of him nowadays. Okay. That was a lot of talking. I, I've seen okay. more Kevin Owens talking than, like you said, Kevin Owens right. wrestling. Maybe okay. it's just because, you know, we're a little out tune with the product at times, but yeah. we're trying to keep up as much as we can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I just want to see Kevin Owens win this one. Okay. I, I can't go Kevin Owens. I, I, I didn't enjoy seeing him win, you know, leading up to this, like oh, the, the no. times where, you know, I last saw He's him. Not Kevin Owens fan, so it's, it's Ezekiel for me. I want right. to see what the brother of Elias can do. You want to see a no bearded Elias uh, take this one as we're already at the halfway point, past the halfway point. Past the halfway point. Uh, we got United States Championship match Theory versus Mustafa Ali. This match was set up on, I believe, Monday Night Raw, and uh, Mustafa Ali had a match against Austin Theory after, no, sorry, no longer Austin, my apologies, just Theory. Drop the Austin. I'm sorry, no Austins out here. Just Theory. Um, This is, I mean, I'm glad we're seeing a U.S. title match on pay-per-view, you know, the second title match on the show, one of the only other ones. Um, Theory kind of just started his reign. Ali already kind of wants his request from uh, release from the company. That's mm. a whole other story that we don't have, yeah. to, have to get into. Um, but between these two, Theory, he's kind of have the rocket strapped to him. He's gonna be like, one of the new stars of the next generation. So okay. uh, Theory over here gonna probably can take a soul wrenching win win for the audience. Yeah, uh, I'm on the same page. I mean, anytime you you mention uh, McMahon's. Um, protege right but when you get slapped with the label of mcmahon's uh protege it, yeah it's it's hard to see it's hard to theorize anybody oh, else winning i see what you so, did there. so yeah awesome theory. i'm not I'm not a fan of the dude but I, I yeah it's just all the all the signs point towards him i just really wish they give him something other than take a selfie of people yeah that's <laughs> yeah that, yeah i know it's, it's it, cre- you know creative could have came up with something better than yo this is my thing i'm gonna take a selfie considering that the uh was it the uh, the princess of was it uh, the, the prince pretty Tyler Breeze? He yes. had the selfie he stick. He had the selfie stick, right? Yeah, 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 yeah which okay. is a much better uh, tool for selfie taking, but uh, you know, it is what it is <laughs> at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna argue the semantics of taking a picture. <laughs> Next up, we have the Raw Wins Championship yeah, second triple to last. threat match. 
Bianca Belair doing a great job, but she has to defend against not one, but two opponents, Asuka, and, of course, my pick always, maybe out of, you know, blind appreciation for the man, Big Time Bex, Becky Lynch, three-time Raw champ, I'm calling that here. Okay, okay, that's your, so your, uh, your, your, uh, <laughs> your pick is in. My pick is in, you know. All in that smooth introduction of the match. Uh, triple threat. All right, Bianca only held the belt for since since uh, since Mania, since Mania, since so April. Yeah, April. Okay. Okay. Two um, months. Yeah. Really hasn't done too much with it. Okay. But hey, triple threat. She doesn't have to be pinned to lose. This is true. This is true. Um, Bianca's grown on me. Uh, from the first time I saw her wrestle on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, using the uh, the long braid as a weapon uh, at times, and I was like, ah, I don't know how I feel about this. And then, uh, and then, you know, her claims to be the EST, you know, added to the, you know, add the uh, the pronoun. Is it the the the? I guess like a suffix. The suffix. There the suffix go. to any word, and that describes her fastest, uh, quickest, strongest, thing. strongest, mightiest, Mightiest. wisest. And you can go on all day if you yes. really wanted to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's done uh, a lot of great work. Uh, she's improved. Uh, like you said, from the first time I saw her on a TakeOver special, this is around the time where people were already doubting Bianca, like, oh, she shouldn't be on this TakeOver. And mm-hmm. I was one of those people. Yeah. And then just over time, you know, she shut me up. So I'm like, all right, cool. Okay. I mean, Becky Lynch is still going to win. But, you know, Bianca is a great oh, champion. Don't you need to do it. Okay. <laughs> but, hey, we can't forget about Oscar. I was just going to say, so I was, while you were saying that, I'm thinking, yeah, and uh, it goes back to the comment you made earlier, WWE, you never know what to expect. Can they... Can they somehow just do the whole, blow the whole thing up and give the belt to Asuka? Um, That's also not a bad option. I do like me some Asuka from time to time. Has a great social media page. Loves the Simpsons. Okay. (laughs) Good to know. I was not aware of that. But, you know, so you you went Becky. I'm going to go the champ. Retains the title. So I'll go Bianca on that one. Sorry, Asuka. You're just left out. We don't have a good person. Last but not least. This is the American Nightmare. (laughs) <laughs> the uh, as of like an hour or two ago, first reported torn pectoral of yeah. the American Nightmare versus Seth Frickin Rollins. A waste of a middle name there. I think they could have <laughs> gone so much better. I don't know. I've just hey man, you gotta keep PG. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, but it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they didn't have to go that way. Uh, uh, yeah, Seth Rollins to me, man, he's he's just he's lost a step as far as just. Character. Oh, you're not feeling the no. There's nothing about the Messiah. The Messiah Seth Rollins. I no man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Cody on this one just off the strength that I really can't root for Seth Rollins. He doesn't see the vision. No, visionary. Which which in in this case means that if I'm not mistaken, if my if my uh, my my WWE history as of late. I have the couple losing tonight. Oh. Uh, Becky and Seth Rollins, the couple, Ooh. I have them losing tonight. So uh, I'm going Cody Rhodes Damn. over Seth Rollins. Oh. You close it out. Little baby Rue would be very upset with you. <laughs> I did that just so I can rhyme. Uh, Cody Rhodes <laughs> versus Seth Rollins. This is their third match. Cody has won both of the other ones. Uh, something in me says that Cody's going to take the clean sweep here. But, you know, if Seth Rollins gets a nice dominating victory, I wouldn't be surprised. And you know what? I think there are, uh, what did I vote for the Lashley and Omos one? I think I said Omos because I wanted Mm -hmm. Omos to break the streak. And I think Mm -hmm. that's going to happen here too. I think Seth Rollins is going to finally shut up Cody Rhodes 
for once and for another six months before they have a rematch. (laughs) So for now, the visionary, Seth frickin' Rollins. Oh, yeah. I think you might you might be onto something there because I just considered the fact that I don't know how long it takes to rehab from a torn pec muscle. But yeah, I, don't, I don't know either. But the good thing that there's no title belt here, so it's you know it's a win is a win. You don't have to re- rematch or anything. So yeah, so I st- I'm still going with Cody Rhodes. All righty, let's get ready for some action. Bruce beats and eats the podcast. The podcast you love to love is back. I am your host, Ohead Ed. And uh, you guys just heard uh, in the intro what nobody was expecting. Everybody comes to the podcast to listen to a guest talk about themselves, uh, their beer of choice, favorite artists, and the go-to dishes. But we're doing something different this week in honor of the most recent pay-per-view, the WWE Hell in a Cell. We heard our predictions. And when I say our prediction, I'm speaking of mine and the resident pro wrestling professional observer, Xavier Martinez. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So this is going to be a, a post uh, pay-per-view show. Yes, it will be. We're going to go over our picks, uh, where we were right, where we were wrong. Oh, so horribly wrong. <laughs> Good thing that there was no wagers. We had nothing on the line. Uh, but before we get into what I like to call for this episode, the bruises, <clears throat> the beatdowns, Let them and the defeats. Let's give shout-outs to the sponsors. Shout-outs to Mama Juana King. Shout-outs to G-Juice Remedies. And shout-out to Beard Bruising Food. I like that. Okay. I like that. Gives them the respect they deserve. That's it. Yes. They 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 push the episodes forward and uh, it gives me the opportunity to do this. And I like I said, we were trying something different this time around. Yes, this is a first for your podcast? Yeah, the first time we've dedicated a podcast to just one specific event. That doesn't mean that we're not gonna try a beer. Oh no. Or two. I don't we know. Have options. Yes. That doesn't mean that we're not gonna talk about music. Oh, Some there's sort. plenty of music to talk about. Yes. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to discuss food in some way, shape, or form. Damn it. We will make it happen. Correct. So, here we are. Another thing we have to get accomplished before we get into this, this post-pay-per-view show. Mm-hmm. You guys have to stay tuned and remember that there's keyword number two or code word number two for the big giveaway that's happening in this month of june oh this is spicy stuff even i don't know this okay so let me put you on okay all right so anybody who tuned in last week for uh for the episode with with miss cc i debuted the the first ever giveaway for bruise beats and eats Ooh, making moves yes so what you what are you going to receive um is a pair of tickets to a phenomenal poetry event put together by none other than Quick the Poet. Oh, that tilted hat. Yes. It's the Flowpocalypse. It happens July 9th, 8 p.m. at the Broward Center for the Performing Arts. Do you guys know what the code word was last week? I hope you have that written down somewhere. 
those who are listening. Um, before the episode is over, you're going to get that second code word. And what's going to happen is at the end of the month, when you have all four words, it's going to create a phrase. You're going to DM me the phrase. Everybody who does within a time frame is going to be entered into the raffle for these two tickets. Uh, definitely a show not to be missed. Uh, I make sure I'm there every year. Shouts to Quick, man. Now that we got all the official business out the way, sh- should we crack the beer? You know what? It's been uh, staring at us for a minute. I think we should. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. Um, what we're drinking here, the uh, Minky Boodle, which uh, when this beer was picked out, uh, the name was not considered at all. This is uh, <laughs> actually a, a beer that I'm uh, bringing for the show today. And uh, I only focused on it because it was a raspberry sour ale, which piqued my interest at 7% ABV. Okay. I really do like the can, like the, the artwork on here too. It's the strawberries and like the superheroes like flying around. Nice. Nice. And it also has a logo that looks very suspicious of something I can't mention on stream. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's got a, yeah, it's got a couple of, uh, just a, it looks like kind of like a, a, a wallpaper style uh, design on the can where it's just a pattern. It's got a superhero. Looks like Space Ghost, kind of. Yeah, looks kind of like Space Ghost. Oh, there you go. I don't even with know some raspberries and some lightning bolts, you know, floating around. Space there. Ghost from a time period that I would Sp- know. Okay, sp- yeah, Space Ghost was early '80s cartoon, and yeah. then became popular again in uh, the mid to late '90s with the um, Cartoon Network. Okay, so I still just missed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It was I like the cartoon better than the original cartoon better than what they did with it because they they kind of turned it into like a a a spoof kind of a a late night talk show. Mm. Uh, And and Space Ghost was the host of this show. See Um, now that I'm a little more familiar with than whatever cartoon you were talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Space Ghost. I should I'll probably put the uh, the intro or the sound sound bite of Space Ghost in here somewhere. Pre-post. Pre-post. We're not pre-posting it's, it's anything. It's before he gets to the computer. It's like the little hype talk he yes. has to do to himself first. I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing pre-production in my mind so I can remember <laughs> to do it in post. Um, so Minky Boodle, it's from the Thin Man Brewery. Ooh, you got that loud. Got that that, that right pop, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Uh, out of New York, it is a sour, a fruited kettle sour. And like Xavier stated, it is coming in at a 7%. We'll give that one a shot and then get into this wrestling talk. Yeah, I had to get that little pour in on the microphone just a oh, little bit. Oh, did I pick bit. that up too? Oh, nice, nice. That's okay. Okay. Let me even it out a little bit. Hold okay, on. do your thing, do your thing. Make sure uh, we're all, you know what, my depth perception is terrible right now. No, you're good. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. You finished this off because right, I am cool. not even, I haven't even had a single drink yet and my depth perception is already yeah. terrible. Bam. All right. I've been Great. drinking all water, I swear. So... Here we are, the night after the pay-per-view. Now, my listeners who don't know anything about wrestling, we're going to try to make this as entertaining as possible. Just stick around. You, <laughs> might, hear, you might hear something that'll make you laugh. Um, and, and Xavier, I think, will do a pretty good job at uh, giving you some of the details leading up to kind of like filling in the blanks. I will try with, my best for with, everyone. Yeah, without going into too much of an extensive, because yeah, these stories get a little creative. But Ooh, creative. That, I like that word for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess we'll start with the, um, should we do it in the, same, the order? You remember the order that they wrestled in yesterday? I or are we going to go by no, the list? I, all I know is that the women's guard. championship started first, first. and okay. then I've 
spoiler alert, and this is, uh, I guess, fake fan in me, but I definitely was falling asleep during some part of it, which we'll get to later. Okay. So I don't remember the order of the matches, but uh, we can just go with what we have. The list, yeah, the list. Because uh, what matters is that the main is the last one we talk about, and I think that's that, what matters. Correct. Okay. So the first one we had our list on our list was the handicap match, yeah. two verse one. Bobby Lashley, the Almighty, the Almighty. Bobby Lashley, excuse me, thank you for uh, correcting. Yeah. Versus the team of the Nigerian Giant Omos, Giant, nice, Giant. and MVP Montel Vontamius Porter. Yes, that is an actual name, and not just an acronym. Fun fact. Oh, that actually is his. That's not his. That's name. his character's name. That's no. character, okay, I'm about to say. I was like, yeah, that's. I don't know. His real name is like Parker or something. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Please Google it. Stanley. So this match. I think we we kind of hinted at it at in the uh, in the prediction segment. Yeah, there was going to be a little bit of chicanery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew that there was something something had to happen for this to go in Lashley's favor. Right, right, right. Because you know, two on one. You know, I don't care how great and almighty you are as a superstar as Bobby Lashley is. Like this dude's almost three hundred pounds. He would be three hundred if there was like an ounce of body fat on him. Jesus Christ, that dude's like you yeah. know slim. Not I can't even say slimmed out. He's trimmed. Yeah. He's trimmed, but man, yoked out for sure. Yeah. And uh, but you would think that would make, give him uh, a big advantage, but no. The MVP found himself a bigger dude. Mm-hmm. Seven yeah. foot something. You didn't think it was possible. Didn't think it was possible. That match was um, it was okay. Yeah. You know it was a. Uh, it was nothing uh, too crazy to write home about. Uh, key moments being when uh, Lashley just kind of gets, you know, this, uh, what, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I don't know his actual height, but, you know, trust he's a big dude. But yeah. the even bigger dudes, you know, throwing him around like he's a cruiserweight. And yeah. that's always off-putting to see when you see someone who's so dominant just get chucked around a little bit. Correct. Yeah, that, that, uh, that puts a lot of things in perspective as to how big a man is when he takes what we would consider a very... Yeah, someone who can squash human. me like a bug any day. <laughs> <laughs> and they start throw him, throwing him around the ring like it's nothing. What we didn't mention was right before the lead up to the, to the match, there was another wrestler, uh, wrestler Cedric Alexander, who cool, had approached uh, both MVP and Omas. Mm-hmm. And there was an exchange of words which didn't favor Cedric Alexander. Not at all. Uh, they kind of sunned him. Uh, they told him... Don't get involved at all. We don't, you know, we don't need you. We don't want you there. Um, there was some ties to all three of these men, minus Omas, yes, being involved in a stable. Right. So the history behind this and why we have this matchup is that Lashley and MVP were two peas in a pod. You know, they were always hanging out, making sure, looking out for each other. Then they decided to grab two other guys, uh, Cedric Alexander and, oh my God, am I forgetting? Uh, Shelton Benjamin. Thank you. Shelton Benjamin, yes. I almost forgot about him. They formed this power group called The Hurt Business. What do they do? They Hurt. hurt people. Is it a good business? Very profitable for a time period. Bobby Lashley, a former WWE champion. Shelton and Cedric, both former tag team champions. However, Mm. all good things do not last in the end. Shelton and Cedric were kicked to the curb. And then eventually MVP, after spending some time away, decides to uh, screw over his uh, biggest running man. Mm. uh, You know, the the head honcho himself in favor of a Nigerian giant. Yes. So uh, this is kind of like, you know, some extra sting into it. Got a little bit of sauce on it. (laughs) <laughs> for this uh, beef, but um, it all came to a head at this Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Uh, Lashley defied the odds. Yes, he did. He ended up taking on two people at once, coming out the victor with a little help from someone. Cedric Alexander. He did make his presence felt. 
he did show up to the ring. That man, he would he was not gonna be sunned and let him walk away like that. He wanted something back for it. Correct. <laughs> and he created just enough of a distraction for uh Lashley to land the spear. It, it's such a weird looking spear. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, imagine a football tackle, but instead of the guy tackling you, the guy who's tackling you kind of jumps and does a flip with it. Yeah. And the actual impact of his shoulder hitting you is enough to send you flying while he does his own little spin thing. It's. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of, it's weird. It's weird. Hey guys, it's pro wrestling. I can only make up so much of it. I can only help <laughs> so much of it, but some things I just can't help. <laughs> so when it was all said and done, uh, Lashley. Uh, was crowned victorious. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, he was able to defeat the duo of MVP and Omas. I had Lashley winning. You had Lashley losing. I thought that uh, Omas was gonna, you know, take advantage of the series with the extra help from MVP. Um, before the match, like it was announced, we just thought it was 2-1-1, and then right before the match happened, they showed a little segment of Cedric being sunned backstage, Yeah, and as soon as we saw that, we both knew, oh no, it's gonna change. It's gonna happen. It's gonna change things. A little bit of foreshadowing, and uh, it went against my favor, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, you know, you take them how you can get them at this That's point. It. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. In honor of, uh, of that first round, win to me, uh, let's have a <laughs> sip of this uh, Minky Boodle. And cheers to you, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... That's sour. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's sour. Holy crap, that is... That is sour. Wow. All right. I like it. I don't mind it. I think the raspberry flavor is enough to keep me in. Because, mm. you know, I'm between the two drinks, it's ciders and sours, those little drinks. So, yeah. But, damn, this is a... Oh, yeah. yeah. It definitely has the most punch out of most ciders. Definitely. How are you feeling? Heavy over there? dose of cider. You're shaking um, your head a little bit earlier. Yeah, uh, this is not one of not one of the ciders that I would gra- uh, gravitate to. Mm-hmm. Um, raspberry. I think the last raspberry sour I had was the the one from 450 North. It was uh, the raspberry cheesecake, mm. and um, that one's a little bit lighter than this one. Right. Um, but yeah, now this is not one that uh, it's gonna garner my attention again. Yeah, it, yeah, this one definitely a hit as hard, but not as hard as our next match wow. on the dockets. Yes, we have no holds barred, which uh, is in layman's terms is there are no disqualifications. There's no rules. Do what you want. Just don't hurt anyone in the crowd, please. We <laughs> don't, have don't hurt the paying customers. Don't hurt the paying customers. We have Mad Cap Moss, who does not wear a cap or a hat of any kind. He was mad though. Versus Happy Corbin, who is surprisingly not too happy. But wears a hat. But he does wear a hat. So, uh, you know, make of that what you do with uh, wrestling's naming culture. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So uh, Madcap Moss versus Corbin, or Happy Corbin, who's, like we said earlier, had a bunch of different uh, prefixes. Jack of of all trades. Yeah, he's been a little bit of everything. Um, Most recently, he's someone who struck it rich. Struck it rich uh, at the, after uh, having hard times at was it the casino that he struck it? That was the storyline. Yes, they were at Vegas for a show, and uh, a little bit back, uh, Corbin, not necessarily the nicest person in the world. Not many people like him, and he kind of yeah. makes it makes it hard to like him. 
uh, countdown of some hard luck, you know, some somehow still managed to make it to all of his uh, weekly commitments in terms of TV. I don't know how he afforded a plane or a car anywhere, <laughs> but a uh, man came in with the same dirty shirt, stains, wasn't shaving, looked disheveled, like yeah. everyone was blowing him off. Things were not looking good for our man until one night in Vegas, he somehow hit it so big to not only get an entire wardrobe, but also all those other things like his house being foreclosed, all of his prized possessions that somehow made it all up in time. Uh, listen, I'm never going to be that lucky at Vegas. I don't think, <laughs> yeah. I don't think many people are ever going to be that lucky no, at Vegas. No. I don't even think lottery winners are going to have the amount of success that this man has somehow had in yes. one trip at the casino. But alas. <laughs> success he, made for TV. Success made for TV. And he ended up getting a henchman in Mod Cat, in Mad Cat Moss. Yes. But um, So that's how, that's how their story originated, that he was, he was in such a good position now that he could afford... He could afford to actually pay someone else to, to tell be, jokes. Oh, okay. Mad Cat Moss was the, uh, the jester, and uh, wow, his jokes sucked. None mm. of them were ever good, and uh, I'm glad that he realized that telling jokes was not his calling, okay. and that beating up his former employer actually is. And I imagine that this came to pass because he realized he didn't no longer wanted to be the joke. He didn't want to be the joke or the butt of the joke. Mm-mm. And with the, was there a lot of friction? I mean, I mean, he's a jester, so that sort of, if it was like similar to back in the day, the king always gave the jester a hard time. So was that the issue with Corbin, the relationship with them? So funnily enough, actually, Mad Cop was still a good friend through and through. They were actually like, I mean, one was more dominant than the other, obviously, but he was always treated fairly as a jester. The problem okay. became when uh, Mad Cap won the Andre the Giant. Memorial Battle Royal on the SmackDown before WrestleMania. It's a great tournament. Fun fact, Baron Corbin, his first name, actually won the Andre the Giant Memorial many years ago. I think in the second iteration of the tournament, second or third. And um, ironically enough, Madcap winning it was enough for Baron Corbin to go, hey, I'm supposed to be that guy that wins. And Uh, Madcap's like, hey, man, I just, you know, I want to be like Andre the Giant and win Battle Royal or something like that. I don't know. He said something along the lines. And Corbin was like, you know what? No. That's not allowed. You're not allowed to do it. And Madcap said, no, I think I will do it. And then they just started tearing that's into where it each other. That's where the riff started. Just classical jealousy. Which, ends up, which ended up at one point with Madcap Moss's head stuck in a chair while Happy Corbin proceeded to slam the trophy onto the legs of the chair while his... His head was well, his head was like in, in a pinch point, pretty much with the chair. Yeah, with the so chair. imagine you know you take your standard steel folding chair, but instead of unfolding it all the way, just a little slightly, and instead of sitting on it, you decided to wear it as a nice fashionable necklace, <laughs> which then, we don't recommend doing on this please podcast. Please do not at all. do uh, any circumstances. Don't ever do that to yourself. And then they, Carbon just grabs this nine foot tall. Heavy based trophy, like there's a nice platform to this trophy, and he just drops it right on top of the chair, uh, theoretically crushing uh, Madcap's chest and neck area, sending him to a local medical facility. Yes, they uh, told us uh, many times over, and uh, we wished for his speedy recovery. And then he recovered, came back, lost the suspenders he was wearing, which I think was a great outfit change, and proceeded to beat the ever-living crap out of Corbin, setting up the match. And which, would you like to give away the victor for this one? Okay. Madcap Moss. Take away Supreme! We both chose that one. We were both correct on this one. Um, He was the victor. The fans, on the other hand, 
weren't as victorious. They were waiting for a table to be used in this match. Ah, yes. Corbin table teased. never got used. Corbin teased the table to be a bad guy. Yes, because Corbin's not here for pleasing fans. He's here exactly for the opposite. He's Correct. a no good uh, average man that <laughs> just doesn't like happiness despite happy being his name. Correct. The ultimate in irony. I appreciate Correct. it. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. Oh uh, yeah, Ma- Moss tried to you know get his payback with the chair, but the fans really wanted a table. He even addresses like, "Sorry guys, chair's gonna hurt a lot more though," and uh, fans did not get their table spots that they no. were so uh, fishing for. But Matt will they? Oh, will, will they? they before the night is through? Right, listen, they, you know, we'll find out. The Chicago crowd—they were a pretty raucous crowd. I hope they yes. got their table spots. Yes, they later. were. Yes, they were. Which brings us to the third. Match on our list here. It was the mixed tag, six man. Yes. And it was the uh, the Judgment Day, the newly formed stable as of, what, maybe a month or two ago? I think just about. Okay. It, it happened, actually, right around WrestleMania, so like two months ago. Okay, yes. The uh, the stable, or the, I keep saying stable, so for those of you who guys aren't wrestling fans, a stable is a... Not a place where you put horses. No, not in this case. <laughs> It is it is a collective of, of wrestlers that uh, operate together. Stable, faction, team, all those are kind of similar terms that we'll be using interchangeably. There you go. So the stable of the Judgment Day, which includes the Rated R Superstar. Hall of Famer Edge. Edge. Okay. Then you have Damian Priest. Really uh, tall dude with a booming bass in his voice. Correct. And one time teamed up with Bad Bunny. Yes, actually, at WrestleMania, WrestleMania two years ago. And and none other than Rhea Ripley, which is, did she just, was she champ for a minute? I don't know. Yes, like she was, Rhea Ripley was the, uh, she was most known for being NXT Women's Champion going into WrestleMania 36 against Charlotte Flair. The okay. first time an NXT Championship was defended at WrestleMania, Rhea Ripley lost, unfortunately. Okay. But Rhea Ripley, would, uh, Ripley. Rhea Ripley would eventually bounce back and claim the big prize and become a two-time Raw Women's Champion. Wow. Has done a lot of dominating. Also a former tag team champion. Yeah. Can't forget that one. Uh, apparently, her gear that she planned to wear for this event did not arrive on time. So she had to come up with an audible with really? her outfit on okay. the show. Uh, she ended up later clarifying that. Um, but I'm sure a lot of the fans in attendance were pleased with the end result as it was. Going against the makeshift team of Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan, everyone's favorite friend. Yes. <laughs> Um, makeshift team, uh, and despite that, uh, they came out. They came out firing. They came out with a lot of chemistry. Yeah, a lot of great early offense. These, two, you know, they looked like they were a team that's been uh, wrestling uh, together before, which is always what you want to have when you're going against such an, a a two month old established group like the Judgment Day. You can't be uh, showing up. You got to let them know just because you know you give yourself a fancy name and an entrance doesn't mean <laughs> really ain't worth nothing. And then they tried their best to prove that out there. That was a really entertaining match. That was that was really good. Uh, so the stipulation is is that uh, if a if a female contender mm-hmm. enters the match, she has to face off against uh, the, the other lady of the match, the opposing lady, and then if that one of the, either one of them gets tagged out by a male, then one of the male has to one of them two men has to enter. Correct. Okay. Which is uh, you know I, I understand the need for that rule. Yeah. 
I'm like, it's 2022. <laughs> let, let's let, let, let's other, get some good old-fashioned man versus woman throwdown here. And there's been that in other uh, wrestling promotions. Yes, there's been uh, a whole bunch of smaller ones. They do full-on intergender matches where it's gotcha. a straight-up one-on-one man versus woman. They have a bang-out wrestling match. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, uh, why don't we do that more often? You know, you don't have to punch and kick for your wrestling matches. If, you know, usually the idea of man striking woman is usually the part that uh, everyone doesn't like. And gotcha. you don't really, technically, fun fact about pro wrestling, a closed fist punch is actually illegal. See? So, so like, all those concerts, don't, you're not even supposed to do that. <laughs> all right? And I'll later on in the show, we'll talk about an uh, intergender match I think everyone should watch okay. to, uh, to further this point. But, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, they're, they're major companies, sponsors. You got to have the, the gotcha. separation. Gotcha. But um, Makes sense. they still did amazing with it. And uh, I still like how Rhea Ripley, being the tall, like one of the tallest women out there in the, in the roster, was still imposing enough to, like, square up with some of the guys. Like, yeah, try something. And, uh, you know, it, it, the audience believed it. And every <laughs> second, I was thinking, yeah, Rhea's going to freaking throw one of these guys around. <laughs> and I don't think anyone would be upset about it. But, uh, so they still managed to pay respects to uh, the women in the match, despite the fact that they are only com- competing with themselves. Yeah. So this one ended. Uh, well, okay, before it ended. So this one had a, a heavy uh, presence of there possibly being a turn. Oh, a mystery person added to the group. Correct. And uh, once that was brought to our attention, like we mentioned in our, our uh, predictions prediction segment, I thought Finn Balor would have turned. Yeah, this we, did not happen. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people were on the Finn turning train, yeah. and uh, nope, no turn happened. It was a straight, clean match, and uh, the victors of this match were the Judgment Day. That was okay. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't planned, and I don't know if you guys heard that, but right as that was revealed, beautiful. <laughs> there was just a thunderclap. <laughs> happened just God, outside. That was amazing. That's, that's Thank you, G Man upstairs, cannot, for looking yeah. out for us. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't write that better. <laughs> you can't write that at all. Oh man, that so, was beautiful. So that being said, um, let's get into the fourth match of the night, or the fourth match that we have listed. This might have taken a place at another moment of the night, but mm-hmm. uh, this one was a one-on-one Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. Oh, this one's gonna be a lot of explaining. Oh, uh, the Judgment Day. We both picked the Judgment Day to win. Oh yeah, we both uh, just declare that by one mean by one mean or the other. We were either somebody was gonna side with them and then turn it on them, or they were just gonna win, win straight through. But they did, so we both had the Judgment Day. Shouts to that. Uh, Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. Uh, I stated, I stated earlier that uh, Kevin Owens is not my not like a go to wrestler for me. I, I just I, one of the guys I I can't stand. Um, he has adapted more of the fight. Uh, the fight mantra instead of the run mantra. Uh, <laughs> so that was nice to see. Um, but uh, but yeah. So they played into they played into the whole. This was this is probably one of the the matches with the least um, lackluster story. Oh, so yeah, there wasn't a there wasn't too much going for the. This one's a bit of a hard sell for people. I always explain how pro wrestling is weird and you kind of have to lean into the weirdness sometimes, mm. but it doesn't make it any better. Sometimes uh, I'm going to try to explain this as best as I can. So there was a guy, his name was Elias, had a really nice beard, long mane of hair, played the acoustic guitar, 
It was really great. Everyone uh, loved to hate him. He uh, commanded the crowd like no other. Problem is, he was never that big of a winner in the WWE. So uh, took some time away. Uh, actually, they aired some uh, videos, some vignettes of uh, the death of Elias. He broke his guitar. He left that life behind him. And then he disappears uh, for a few months. Uh, what ends up happening is we get Elias's younger brother, a very familiar looking person. Maybe the only thing that you would notice different is a beard. And uh, this person that is not actually Elias is actually his younger brother, Ezekiel. Kevin Owens, like most people in the world, is like, yeah, no, that's just Elias <laughs> with a shaved beard. Stop playing me like that. But no, no, Ezekiel is his own person. There's even a photo on his Instagram page with him and Elias, arm in arm. So they covered all the bases. They covered all the bases. You know, they were there hanging out. You know, Zeke sometimes sends messages to his older brother. And, uh, (laughs) you know, mostly different guys, too. Ezekiel, he's like a very happy-go-lucky dude, happy to be there. Yeah. Very respectful, energetic. You know, a complete 180 from his jerk-off of a brother, Elias, who would just as quickly serenade you and also insult you with a guitar and a microphone on stage in a wrestling ring. Uh, Kevin Owens, of course, was like, no, 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 this is just Elias. Please stop gaslighting us for the love of all things holy. And Ezekiel's like, hey, man, I'm just an entirely different person. I don't know what to tell you. And they has fight for it now. There you go. For no other reason but Kevin Owens is just really mad that Ezekiel <laughs> keeps calling himself that and not Elias. And Ezekiel's like, dude, I, please stop saying I am Ezekiel. He's trying so hard to fight for his own identity. And someone else was so pissed. He's like, no, you're not who that, you're not who you say you are. And I'm going to fight you on just, it. <laughs> just to prove that. Which wasn't, nothing was actually proven no, in that aspect. They just had a match where one of them won. But uh, I is this the end of the feud? It was pretty definitive of an end. There wasn't yeah. really much of a distraction or like a cause for a rematch. Yeah, um, I'm not even going to give a whole drum roll for this one. Doesn't deserve it. Uh, Kevin Owens won, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, you know, my man with a nice looking pop up power bomb for a clean near two missed a swanton, took knees to the back for it. Swanton, uh, dude, just jumped forward and tried to land his back on his opponent, but back hit the knees instead, which uh, I can confirm you don't want your back to land on someone's knees. Nope. It will not be good for you. Maybe or for the other person's knees either. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Most people are going to end up hurt. Uh, uh, practiced or not, it's, you, it's just, no nobody's going to walk away without... Without feeling something. Yeah, but uh, Kevin Owens ended up taking the victory with some uh, well-placed attacks near the end of it. And um, is Ezekiel a light? We still don't have an answer to that question. I guess we're just going to roll with the fact that Ezekiel's his own person and uh, hopefully never speak of this Elias person ever again and move on for all that is holy. That's it. That that is all we have to say for that one. (laughs) You can tell how we felt about this one. (laughs) Exactly. So... Which brings us to the fifth match. Oh yes, the I fifth think match. Which I think this was the first one. I think that I think the night started off with the championship, the U.S. championship. No, no the night started off with, with, the, with the, the, women's. the women's. That's right. Which okay, okay. So this match. Now, as much as I would like to, I can only give a backstory for this one because I think this is the match I fell asleep through. (laughs) I unfortunately think this is the match that I fell asleep through. I ended up reading about it later, and they said it was pretty good. Uh, You were watching it. Uh, How would you like the match? I'm going to let you take this one. Okay, so the participants in question were competing for the U.S. championship, and it was Theory versus 
Mustafa Ali. Okay. And this match, I sat through it. It was a decent match. Anytime cruiserweights fight, there's a lot of showmanship Mm -hmm. with their technicality. So it's very appealing to see cruiserweights, which are, cruiserweights are considered, what, 205? 205 and under. 205 and under. Yeah. So you're going to see a lot more of the high-flying, the more technical aspect of it, quicker moves, uh, recoveries, and, and, uh, and parrying. You know, so or reversals or whatnot. Right. So, um, so it was it was a very good match uh, overall. Theory, theory started to adapt what what most heels do, which is the as soon as they get start to get overwhelmed or just to throw off to ice their opponent, the heels do this thing where they kind of like they'll bow out of the ma- like they'll, oh, they'll the cat roll, and mouse yeah the cat and mouse where they'll they'll roll out of this ring you know what I'm saying or or they'll or they'll you know stand behind the ref just to say hey ref get, get the guy get the guy come get, on get the, give me a get second here me. I'm not ready yet you know <laughs> so so that you know they use these these tactics and uh, and theory did that well as as a heel but overall I mean the the the, the high flying capabilities there was a there was a what's what's the um, Oh man, it's not. It's not, it's it's the it's. Uh, this is where I, this is why I have Xavier here. All right, terminology. Think. We'll talk me through it. There, okay, the move is considered where it's, it's a Spanish fly. Spanish fly. So it's where you you're kind of in an embrace with your opponent, and then you're both springing off either the top uh, off the top rope, and you both do kind of like a, it's it's a backwards flip, but there's imagine, no tuck though. Imagine you have someone prepped for the rock bottom. But instead of just lifting them up and slamming them down, you decide to do a whole ass backflip with it. Yes, they're both doing this backflip. So, so one person backflips, the other person front flips, and in like a rock bottom. That's yeah. what the Spanish fly is. Okay. It's a really amazing looking move yes. when it's done right. It's so smooth. So there was so this happened, but it was a modified version because I can't remember who was who was administering the move, but. So one of the wrestlers was sitting on the top, sitting on the top turnbuckle, right? And then the other kind of dropped onto the top rope oh. and used that as a springboard, kind of like to oh, okay. get momentum. And then they both. That's so that was pretty cool. cool. I'm I'm butchering like the description of it, but um, right now, but what it, was, it sounds like guy just drops uh, down like his body and uses gotcha. the momentum from the ropes to sit down. And the, yes, correct. Uses okay. that to spring him back up and 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 cool. land the move. Of, well, so that was pretty that. cool. Then I just, I just, I'm using that as the description as to, you know, how well the performance was with them. Yeah, you know, with those was, kinds of moves, the timing is everything. If just one party of the move is not in time, yeah, that's when one person flies too early. There's like a hook on, someone gets grabbed, and then you're usually just tumbling down to possible injury. To be able to pull off a, a move like that is uh, always amazing, and yeah. it, to to see how many of these moves usually people string together with such accuracy, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Kind of, you know, if, if it's as good as a match as it was, I'm kind of upset that I missed this one. Gotcha. I, would, I wouldn't have mind falling asleep through the, uh, through some other matches that we've had uh, on <laughs> yeah. here so far. You could, you could have fell asleep through the Madcap and Corbin Yeah, match. I probably could have uh, put that one later, which uh-huh. we were surprised at the way they ordered the matches. Yes. Too, because as we said, we have it written down in a different order than they aired. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a, it was kind of weird what they ended up putting uh, in certain positions, but uh, they they ended up making it work though. They did I overall, think. overall. You know who did make it work was Austin Theory because he walked away with the win. No Austin. That's right. 
It, this That's is right. a hard one, guys. They I'm, recently uh, gonna took away. I'm going to get a letter. <laughs> <laughs> they recently took away his first name, and they decided to just leave him with Theory. But it's such a weird name to just call someone Theory. Theory, yeah. You know, Ao Theory. You know, I yeah, don't. It's weird. Mm, it's weird. Maybe like a screen name, or like a gamer tag. I would believe more. Maybe. But for you know, a guy you see walking down as a wrestling champion, his name is just Theory. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't make the best decisions around No, here. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't either. There's somebody with a bigger budget than me. Bigger budget, a lot more time. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so we both had Theory winning this one. He walked away with this one. Right. Which brings us to the uh, second to last match we had on the list here. <laughs> Damn! <sighs> this is the Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair was set to defend against Asuka and... My personal favorite, Becky Lynch, the man, big time Bex, the main, WrestleMania main eventer, uh, the GOAT, I will refer to her as. I understand some people have reservations, you know, but they can be wrong. So this is what they, what you know, most people would call a, uh, what most people, what everybody would know as a triple threat match. You have one champion, two challengers. At the same time. All at the same time. The champion does not have to get pinned or submitted. In order to lose, which kind of raises the stakes. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of sneaky stuff. You want to hit a strong move on one opponent and then try and neutralize the other one so you can take advantage. And, oh, man, this match. A little sloppy and rushed at times. But the crowd, the energy, everyone was loving it. Yeah, they even when they kind of like hicked up, hiccuped a little bit, they just kept pushing through. Like, nope, that was part of it. And I, for a while, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that, that was supposed to happen like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a great match, all told. I think one of the best of the night, for sure. I agree. I, I agree. I was, my, uh, my wrestling eye isn't as acute. Um, and I was pretty uh, uh, impressed at the level that they were pulling off some of these moves. And that there wasn't a moment where it, like, it stalled. Like, right. there wasn't, like, there wasn't one moment where a move was pulled off. And then it was like, oh, yeah, that looked like it just and slowed like everything down. Yeah, like it was like a it pause. Was... And it's like, oh, there goes all the momentum, you know. So I, I, th- I thought it was a great, um, I thought it was a, a, a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, boldly and bravely and quite possibly not the smartest thing for Becky to do, but she kind of squared off with both of them at the beginning. You yeah, know? <laughs> you know, um, I definitely would not would have signed off on that idea. Becky did try to shove both of uh, her contenders at the same time, thinking, I don't know what, to be honest, uh, probably got dropped because of it. And then the rest of the match was kind of like a do do rotation of two people fighting each other. First, it was Bianca and Asuka. They would have some exchanges. Austin gets thrown out. Becky comes back in. Now it's Becky Bianca for a little bit. And they just like slow, they kind of like quietly rotated between the three of them as the match went on. And you kind of didn't really notice until like, oh, wait a minute. This is like the third different, like, you know, singles combination I'm seeing here. Yeah. And everyone got their shine and everyone got some moments. Uh, I think one of the best ones is that uh, Asuka, the double double ankle lock. (laughs) So Asuka, she's a Japanese woman, has very colorful gear, very good submission based wrestler. Uh, has someone has uh, I think Becky in the ankle lock as there for a bit or no has Bianca is has one of the two in a ankle lock for yeah a bit. the other one tries to get involved a little bit of back and forth 
Asuka then ends up saying, ah, screw it, grabbing both of your ankles and <laughs> just simultaneously wrenching both of their ankles, ankles. at the same time. Yeah. Crowd went nuts. I thought it looked great. It did. You know, it usually did. when you have a spot like that, it could very easily look, you know, played and yeah. all that stuff. But nope, it looked great on TV. It was a nice, cool little spot. Oscar uh, did not win off of that, unfortunately. The match continued on a little longer. Uh, got down to the stretch, big move after big move, breakup after breakup, you know, coming at the same time. Um, the story behind this one, Bianca recently beating Becky Lynch at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's title. Uh, Becky Lynch kind of going through, uh, waiting for her comeback period as the mm-hmm. big star that she is. And Asuka really just wanted to get in the way of everything like Asuka normally does. But it's, it's Asuka. Everyone's like, hey, uh, she's funny. And she can also kick your head off. So we're not going <laughs> to say no. <laughs> and uh, we got ourselves a, a pretty good triple threat match. Becky had the match won. Manhandle slam. It's the rock bottom. Manhandle <laughs> slam to Asuka for the visualization. Goes for the pin. But that cheerful hero i supposedly dastardly villain in my book <laughs> stole the match by tossing becky out bianca belair pins oscar to retain the raw women's championship becky got screwed bianca stole <laughs> that match from her and i think becky should get a rematch sometime down the line i see it happening i, I see it happening um it's just they got to get becky going in the right direction because as we saw tonight <laughs> she uh she there was no respect for her she there is no okay it was like uh she got interrupted by a match that she was not part of so to clarify we are uh we started this around the time monday night raw started for the evening and Correct. uh becky lynch uh is set to have a match with uh Dana Brooke. Do you know who she is? Nope. Doesn't really matter. Dana Brooke, uh, they were having a match. Then all of a sudden, and this is where I'm going to lose a lot of people, but try to stay with me. Oh, hey, listen. (laughs) We've we've had them lost 42 minutes ago. (laughs) And we're 43 minutes into this thing. So in this uh, professional combat sports league that is the WWE, this TV show about a sports league, we have an ongoing sanctioned contest between two fighters. In the middle of this ongoing sanctioned match between two fighters, you have a Japanese man in a ninja outfit with a green and gold championship running around. There's like six other people chasing him, a variety of which I don't have the time to get into. (laughs) Uh, One of them's a dude wearing like Mad Max face paint. Uh, Another one's an angry Samoan. It's a cast of characters. Angry Samoan women. Like, you know, (laughs) it's a bunch of people that have no business being there. And of course... This guy is the 24-7 champion, as the name implies. You have to defend that championship 24-7. Also in the middle of other sanctioned contests, I guess. Gets the champion, Akira Tozawa is his name. He gets in the ring, Ninja Gi and all. Dana Brooke, stop what she's doing. Like, ignores the fact that she has a former multiple-time champion Yes. Across from her and Someone Becky who Lynch. could probably propel her... Propel your career to career such if she were heights. But stop what she was doing to then pin the 24-7 champion in the middle of a different match <laughs> yeah. to become the new 24-7 champion. I think this is Dana Brooks' like fourth time as 24... I couldn't begin to try and count how no, many. There's no, too many times. It's pointless. But... And Becky, as she should, rightfully calls everyone out and says, everyone, leave right now. This is my damn match. If anybody's going to win this belt. It's going to be me. And then 
all of a sudden the ongoing match becomes a 24-7 championship match because now Dana Brooke has a title and she willingly accepted to defend it immediately in the middle of the match that she was already supposed to be having. Of course, Becky says, no one better get involved or else, you know, I'm going to hurt you or something along those lines. Yeah, some type of threat. So, of course, guess who shows up? Asuka. Asuka shows up, you know. She decides, oh, yeah, you're going to you know, kick my face or whatever. Decides to then get involved in business. That is not hers. <laughs> and cost Becky Lynch a chance to add 24-7. Ch- not that Becky Lynch needed to be 27. But at, screwed the chance of adding 24-7 champions to the list of her ever-growing accolades. Wh- why are we doing this to Big Time Bex? Big Time Bex has done nothing but give us gold. Okay, we begged for this in 2018, 2019, when she started popping off. And all of a sudden, oh, Becky's too good now. Everyone wants to start booing her. Haters. They build you up to break you down. You know, Norman Osborn told me once, the only thing that people love more than watching a hero is to see them fail, fall, die trying. That's it. And it's disrespectful. That's it. It's disrespectful. Enough. Ranting, got, I'm sorry. It looks like I got you a feel little, like you got that off your chest. Got a little okay. heated, uh, disrespecting the man, the goat, Becky Lynch. <sighs> but she ended up, she did not win the Raw Lynch Championship. She did not. On Hell in a Cell. Bianca retained. Uh, Bianca did retain. Before we get into this, this final one, which I probably should have done this throughout these reveals or these ah. results. Let's take a break. And uh, maybe talk, maybe go back to the format of the podcast a little bit. Just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. We'll wait to talk about the main event. Ah, you got to wait for that one. Yes. And remember, stay tuned because that code word, that code word to put together to form the phrase for those tickets to the poetry show is still... Still on its way. So y'all stay tuned. It's Bruce Beats and he's the podcast. What about the beats? The beats. Beats. The beats. The beats. 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 Bruises. Beat downs. And defeats. All right. We're, we're kind of entering a, another segment here. We still have. Yes. Down for the count. Uh, we still have uh, one more match to reveal the results of. But before we get into it, let's let's kind of just keep the format. We had a beer earlier, so we talked a little bit about beer, right? And then we ran through all this wrestling talk. Um, let's let's talk a little music. Let's talk a little uh, entrance theme music. Listen, the two things that matter the most in pro wrestling: a wrestler's entrance and a wrestler's finisher. The entrance music makes the entrance happen. Yeah. You know, everyone recognizes that glass shatter. Correct. You know who that is in that glass shatter. Yes. Yeah. Someone asks you if you smell, you know who that is. <laughs> Someone says, it's that. time to play the game. You know who that is. You know who that is. You know who that is. You know who it is. Yes. Um, I, I kind of, I got into this conversation a couple of episodes back with uh, Nicole and Christian from uh, the Luchado, the Luchado Donuts team. Shouts to them. And, uh, and we, we kind of touched on it a little bit. He 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 mentioned several different uh, entrance themes that he thought were the, the ones, and you've you kind of alluded to several of them na- um, now. What's what's the entrance theme that you enjoy most now? Now I guess we could jump out of just the. Uh, should we jump out of the the WWE promotion? Go into other ones. Um, 
this is kind of like to a, be honest, I'm not too familiar with other uh, promotions. Okay, songs, so I think we can keep this safely in the realms of WWE. All right, so right now, as of right now, theme song. Okay, I guess there's like two non WWE songs, but they're okay. also like not registered to any. They're like other performers' songs. It's the songs I'll, I'll mention because uh, one of them was actually used in WWE. But the first one, uh, when we went to uh, AEW Revolution, All Elite Wrestling. It's yes. another uh, wrestling promotion that started up. It's gotten some steam. Um, what you call it? When Chris Jericho came out, everyone was singing his song by his band, Fozzy, Judas. Correct. Uh, every person was singing that song. It was great. Which is, which my observation that night was that I was like, I was like, yeah, but not every, it's funny how times have changed where it's like, they, people will sing along even though you're not the guy they're rooting for in the match. Right. That that blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute, but we don't even like him in this match. Like, <laughs> I was like, I had him losing that match too. Yeah, I was like, I didn't want him to win. I, it was maybe like, that was probably maybe like the, I don't know, the, the sixth time I had heard the song. Um, I was trying to play catch up with the AEW before we went to the, um, with, with their live, with their uh, TV, televised shows before we went to the live event. But I was... So when you hear, when you see, like, the crowd, like, all participate, which I guess that's that's the best part is that you're sitting there with the, you know, thousands of people and you're all singing the same song. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. I mean, it's like, I guess it's, it's it turns into, like, a performance, even though the even though he's not performing the song with Fozzie. The entrance enough. Is enough of a performance. A performance, yeah, yeah. So uh, and then and then you you know then you proceed to to, to, you know, to hope that he loses afterwards. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent was hoping for that guy to lose the whole time. But everyone kind of just like, okay, hold, let's stop playing favorites for a second. Everyone's saying, all right, let's get back to Haiti now. <laughs> back, to, back to business as usual. Yeah, so that one that one's good simply for the experience um, uh, with the crowd. Okay, but uh, in terms of other entrances uh, from another company, I have to go with uh, CM Punk. Uh, okay, Cult of Personality. That's just an amazing song. He yeah. used it uh, during the end of his time in WWE. He's carried on over it, using it in AEW. That's just an amazing song. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that solo. That on song's that been thing. around for a long time. Quite too. a long time. Yeah, and, uh, I was very young when that song came out. And uh, thanks to Punk uh, and his uh, efforts, that song has uh, breathed new life ever since the 2010s. Yeah. Yep. Ever since the 20th century, the song has breathed new life. And uh, it's, yeah, it's an awesome thing. That Everyone was singing that one, too. Although yeah. that one had a little caveat because his opponent used that song to kind of distract us. Yes. While he went and did some, uh, like, a throwback to his old wrestling days in, like, early 2000s, which I was unfamiliar with, so I couldn't yeah. really appreciate as much. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, those two, I would say, in terms of non-WWE songs. But going back to the focus at hand of uh, WWE songs, listen. You can't talk about great engine teams without talking Shawn Michaels. No, no. <laughs> you cannot talk about great engine teams without talking about Shawn Michaels. And uh, for those that don't know, old head head over here does not like uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, I don't even know what the official name of the song is. We call it "Sexy Boy" because that's when he knows he. Is. I call it horrible. It's <laughs> a horrible song, man. He thinks he's cute, but he knows for sure that he is sexy. I don't know the math in that, but I trust that man. <laughs> You're quoting the lyrics. Yes. It's okay. So now, going back to the fact that I, you know, I definitely was. A lot younger when Cult of Personality by uh, uh, Living Color um, came out. 
And I was definitely around when Shawn Michaels first started wrestling in the late 80s. And, um, well, actually, no, he started wrestling before that, but he was a solo because he was, it was, it was Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty that were the rockers. The rockers. The, the rockers. And then when he commenced with his solo career was when we got the Sexy Boy yeah. song. Uh, so, which was later 80s, um, late 80s. And I, I, there was nothing, me being the wrestling fan back then, uh, there was nothing about that song that when I heard it come on that I was like, oh, I'm threatened by this guy. <laughs> I, am not, I, I, you know, oh man, I wouldn't want to be waiting for him in the ring. You know, it just didn't, it, it wasn't, it didn't have that effect. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking for the, the song with like that, that, that menacing, you know, and most of the times the songs back then were just like instrumentations. They were just. You know, there was there was yeah, it wasn't a lot of uh, vocals until you got like you know, unless the, you were Hulk Hogan. Hulk, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, the, I'm the real American, um, but I I never got the gist of that that song being. It's just, I it's like just who being he is. Uh, he's the heartbreak kid. Yeah, man, I I, I not your know. boy toy. <laughs> he's just a sexy just boy. <laughs> Just gonna keep going. Gonna I am keep just gonna going. keep going for as okay. long as I can. Oh, that was a, that oh, was great. Man. Oh. <laughs> it's just so fitting for who he is as a character. That's why it's such a great song. But yeah. absolutely, if someone comes up to me and that song's playing, I'm like, man, I'm gonna mop this guy. <laughs> who do you think you are walking up to me? But that's who Shawn Michaels was. He he was the uh, it was a very flamboyant. Yeah. Personality, yeah, you he, know, yeah, his he, showmanship he, took above anything else. Yeah, no, that's for sure. That is for sure. Um, Still one of the best entrance themes ever. Debatable, <laughs> but what's not debatable is that I'm going to give you the second word in the giveaway phrase. <gasps> da, da, da. All right, my peoples, you know what to do at this time. Uh, wherever you're listening, wherever you take notes, wherever. Uh, you have a pen and paper. I'll, I'll wait for you to get some pen and paper. <laughs> and uh, this week's word is four. Wait, I know it seems like a lot of buildup and like, like like a golf four, like a like a conjunction. It four? could be either one. It, just make sure it's four. It could be the number four. It could be for someone, or it could be four. <laughs> My mind is racing so many times. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you... Write it down. Do something. However you get to memorize it. You don't want to miss the prize. Yes, you don't want to. Like I said, what's at stake here is two tickets to the... Wait, two tickets? It's two tickets. It's two t- yeah, it's God, you two. and someone else. Whoever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not just you. It's not just you. Bring somebody. You know, have Bring the courage. Somebody. Ask them out. I'll, yes. I'll be there. We could all hang out. Make it a Bring them. Yes. I agree. <laughs> so it's two tickets to Flowpocalypse, the, uh, one of the two poetry events put together by Quick the Poet at the Broward Center for the Performing Arts. May I say that it's also world famous. It's the world famous Broward Center for the Performing Arts. World famous. Yes. Yeah. Actually, you know what? He does three events. I don't know if he's doing three every year, but he also does. So he does the. Um, he does the flow apocalypse. Is it like a fluid? There's yeah. flow apocalypse, which is the the July or the June July one. Mm-hmm. The one earlier in the year, it's. Um, oh man, I forgot the name of that one. The one that he does in January, 
forgive me quick, I forgot the name of it. I know that he also does Flow the Love of Music, which is a, a smaller scale down event, but it's a lot of um, uh, musicians. It's a night of music underneath the stars. So he does that as well. So there's actually three opportunities for you to catch what Quick the Poet and his team put together um, along with the help of the, the Broward Center for the Performing Arts. Um, so, so yeah, man, jump into this giveaway. It, it's something not to be missed. And yes, if you don't have somebody in mind, get somebody in mind, take a chance, shoot your shot, and, and get them involved. It's, it's a great evening. Or great call evening. your mom. Yeah. Give her a call. Exactly. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. If you're gonna do any, if you're gonna take part in this in any capacity, for some reason, for some reason, you're not involved with poetry. Doesn't make sense. Or if you don't like music of any kind, you're lying to me. Um, go there just to see this man's hat stay sideways on his head the entire time. Yes, yes. Uh, it's it's a sight to behold amongst itself. Before you get to all of the fun acts and uh, great entertainment, do yourself so that favor at least. It's so true. He's not lying. Oh, man, he is not lying. Yo, shouts to Quick, for real. I've looked inside the hat. There is no cloak. There's no Velcro. No. It just sticks on the side of his head. His ears are standard size. You know, nothing. there's no elf ears behind. It's, I don't know how it happens. Yeah, but it happens. It happens. He hasn't answered the question either. <laughs> I've only, like, met up with him in a personal sense twice. Yeah. And I, th- I don't think I got a clear answer each time. No. I think it was kind of just like something like, yeah. oh, you know, it's just, it's just the hat. It's just how it, it works. Does it. it does it. Yeah, for sure. But you guys should witness it for yourself. Um, like I said, this week's word is for. All right, uh, let's get back into it. Should we discuss, uh, should we save that last match for after we talk a little bit about? Uh, I think we still have more uh, themes we can talk about. I know there's more than just a Shawn Michaels and two right. AEW themes yes. that we can think of. What are some of your favorites? Ooh, okay. Uh, wrestling entrances for me. Wow, man. And, it, I, and I know okay. you got a bigger database than I do. Yes, so I, and I was just thinking, let me start from from this point and work back. Cause, okay. Yeah, maybe it'll kick in. I'll try and keep up as much as thoughts. I can with you. Okay, so most recently, I, I okay, there's, there's another one that I, I can't think of right now. Mm-hmm. It's not coming to mind. But I, the one that is coming to mind right now is um, going back to AJ Styles. Probably one of the most, to me, one of the most entertaining wrestlers right now. They don't want none. It's, it's a, it's a great intro song, and I think what makes it great for me is that I did not expect this type of song to be AJ Styles' intro intro song. Yeah, his previous songs are more of a rock thing. Yes, and then this one. Was so like this one comes out now. Kind of like, yeah. Hip-hop. Yes, it's got it's it. got a yeah, it's got a baseline to it, and I'm like, oh wait, this really caught me off guard, but it they works. Don't want none. Yeah. They don't want none. Yeah, it has a very. He's from uh, Savannah, is it Savannah, Georgia. I think he's from Savannah, Gainesville, Yeah, somewhere in Georgia, and uh, and it does have that uh that down south kind of bounce to it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised by that one. That was great. That's great. Um. I think the other one, somebody else who had one recently that also I, I appreciated the production value. And I don't, was it Samoa Joe when he went to, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that had, that had a very, yes, that had a very stripped down, um, you know, late, early, you know, mid to late eighties kind of the production was just really dirty and grimy. It wasn't cleaned up. 
but it it made so much sense. It was menace. Yes, correct. That is such a great song. Um, it is much better than the original version. The original WWE song he was planning on using it has the same start up with the and then once the drop comes, instead of like the big roar into it, it's kind of like. Bam, kind of like a funky <laughs> hip hop beat in the uh, middle, and I'm like, "Wait, what the heck?" Like a like a pre-programmed in a, in a. It was like some generic like funk hip hop that was coming uh, out. And I'm like, "What the hell? You gave me this grand opening, yeah?" And then it's like a b boy is supposed to be walking out, and it's just this big thirty-something-year-old Samoan dude, <laughs> like like round shave, like mean mug, and he's coming out to something that Will Smith would probably pop out to. <laughs> it was like so thankfully they made the change into the much more deep and menacing version that we now yeah. know and love today because oh that original one was uh oh yeah. that was a mistake okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it, it, all searchable on youtube like samoa joe old wwe theme you can find out all this stuff and Dude. really anyone's name entrance theme you can find all the it'll, songs where it'll, you can yeah, talk it'll, about. it'll get play there you'll hear some of the stuff as i you know in post when i put together some of the uh Try to clean up the episode a little bit, but you'll hear some of these these songs that we're referring to. Um, going further back than that, um, I, the the first the first year I heard it, um, John Cena's entrance was okay. was great. After the first year, I'm like, all right, now I'm tired. <laughs> so they they played it too much. Those trumpets do not help themselves. <laughs> no, and then and then you had um. It had the, uh, the 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 voice sample from MOP, which I think there was might have been some legal issue there. Oh wow! This is a yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. The there's the that voice sample at the very beginning uh, before the horns hit. That's MOP, and um, and there might have been some legal issues then. Um, it's funny, it's, it's, and it's I don't know. I, I'm always interested in knowing, maybe finding out. Um, uh, with that being said, is like how much permission is given um in this case the fact that uh john cena also appeared um in one of mers's early um projects one of the songs so you think like okay well he, they, you know they obviously have a foot in like he's obviously a fan of hip-hop so you think that there would be some con- you know some type of connection but i guess you could still find yourself in a place where somebody might come after you legally uh, Opie did not know who John Cena was and frankly did not care who he was, exactly. apparently. <laughs> Opie did not care. They don't seem like the types to care. You know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Wow, I didn't even know there was a whole thing about that. Yeah, yeah, there was. That later. Yeah, those are the most recent ones. Right. Before that, man, I... I Let's get to your prime time. Oh, man, that's a tough one. You, you um, thinking, uh, oh, you didn't know... You think in a new way that was <laughs> yeah. like that one? <laughs> yeah, no, um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nah. That was it. Was entertaining, but it wasn't like that. You know, it, the music wasn't something that really drew me to it. Man, I'm I'm having a hard time digging up some of the old ones. Um, you know, of course, we already mentioned the Stone Cold Glass Breaking. Stone, yeah. Yeah, that's that's prime that's ass everybody. kicking music right yeah, there. Yeah, stomp on my I now you said putting it in post. I, I want to hear how I match up with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna try, yeah, I'm gonna try to cover it up a little bit. Uh, tell me how I do, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. Um, building off of the songs that start off a certain way, and then you go, "What the hell happened?" You remind when you said that you reminded me of um, 
what's this guy's name? Um, Astro World. Uh, Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Okay. Travis Scott on uh, Sicko Mode. All right. The song starts off. The song to me starts off like, okay, okay. I, I can write to this, and then it flips and it turns into something totally different. I'm like, this is trash. What? Yeah, I couldn't stand it after that. I couldn't. Not even wrestling talk anymore. But no, like, holy talking, crap! <laughs> I, I actually like, liked that little beat that did at the beginning. No, horrible. horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. it was bad. <laughs> Oh, man, that was, I good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was yeah, just the critic. lyrics. I don't even know if it's maybe it might be just the lyrics that accompanied it. Yeah, accompanied yeah, it. Special. <laughs> <laughs> lyrics were nothing special. Man mentions Jamba Juice twice. Yeah. That's just yeah. two times more Jamba Juice than I needed in my raps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did Jamba Juice even survive like COVID? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I when was the last time you guys went to a Jamba Juice? Yes. Let us know in the comments below. Correct. 786 <laughs> When was the last time you had a Jamba Juice? When was the last time you drove by a Jamba Juice? We're not even going to hold you to the standard of having <laughs> Going one. there. Did you see one? Did you like? Did you drive? Hey, look, there's a Jamba Juice. They do exist. Have you seen anyone inside a Jamba Juice before? Yes. <laughs> do you know juice. anybody employed by Jamba Juice? <laughs> 786-294-6263. you can tell, we're a tropical smoothie cafe house. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shouts to Organic Food Kings too. Not the sponsors yet, but we're gonna get them. Organic Might as well. Food Kings. Give, give them the shouts too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank At this some, point, uh, some Razor Ramon. The Razor Ramon was good. I don't remember a lot of these. Now that I'm thinking about them, I don't remember a lot of. Yeah, these. no, it's it's hard when some of the ones are just the most iconic. Although I um a, a entrance song from the earlier days that I have beef with. I don't have beef with the song. I just have beef with the fact that they chose this as an entrance song. Yeah. Um, Macho Man, he walked out the pomp and circumstance. Yeah, so you felt like you were at a, gra- at a graduation every yeah. time. Yes, because <laughs> I've, I've played for a graduation. This was my sophomore year. I was in the band, okay. and I was sitting there. And we're playing pomp and circumstance for like <laughs> 15, 20, 25 minutes. The same passage loops wow. over and over. And you're telling me one of the most threatening men of the 80s in (laughs) wrestling was going to beat my ass after listening to Pomp and Circumstance? I'd be offended on so many levels. I think that's more offensive than if someone comes to Shawn Michaels' music and tries to beat me up. You're telling me you're going to walk down the aisle, grab your diploma, and then drop an elbow on me? Off the top rope. (laughs) That's disrespectful. And then move the tassel from one side to the other. <laughs> After the three count, move the tassel. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I never understood uh, yeah, that pump was, and circumstance as yeah. the uh, choice. But uh, my wrestling knowledge of the 80s uh, can use some uh, actual, uh, what you call it? There's, I was going to say actual uh, substance or like actual uh, extra information, but there's barely any yeah. out there. I, I'm not going to front y'all like that. Uh, I would say this. Um, Coco Beware, early '80s. It, uh, That's a name I don't hear. Yeah, his his entrance theme. It was just, and I don't know. He maybe just he put that, just that that extra sauce on it. Coming out, dancing to it, you know. It's got the bird, got the parrot on his shoulder. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so th- that's probably one of those that I was like, yeah, you know, you just you felt good just like watching him dance to it, and it, it automatically you felt. Hey, I'm moving too. And yeah. then, so you need those characters that are just there to help you bust the move. Correct. There's yep. sports entertainment. You gotta entertain. It's part sometimes. of it. It's all part of it. 
Oh man, Coco Beware, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of those. Are, are you a real American? Do you fight for the rights of every man? <laughs> Take my vitamins and say my prayers? Yeah. <laughs> Cheat on your best friend's wife? I was going to say, I was like, man. Other unfavorable things. Yeah, no, no, you can't. Yeah, it's, yeah that's. That, you know, you kind of you, you sometimes tarnish, you sometimes tarnish the song. <laughs> Damn, Hulk Hogan, why'd you do that? Why'd anyway, <laughs> this isn't this isn't uh, this isn't TMZ. We don't cover gossip here, but yeah, Hulk Hogan, you know, you kind of struck out, man. You, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. You know. I mean, you know. We'll blame that on Hollywood, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, the Hollywood. Heel. You know, Hollywood. He's brought. He's brought a lot of bad things. You know, yeah. like Hogan knows best. Have you ever seen that? Oh, no, I, I stayed away from reality shows. I'm familiar with it, but I stayed away from it. Oh man. Uh, yeah, there was nothing really there. That, uh, yeah, it, there's, there's there are no iconic songs in that show either. That's the disappointing part. <laughs> <laughs> man has one of the most iconic themes of the '80s, and you can't even get a <laughs> yeah a, a, a show theme song to match. Oh, man. Horrible. 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 I'm telling you, <laughs> my peoples, we kind of discussed uh, we kind of discussed beats. <laughs> In a sense, one way or the other, all while while discussing um, wrestling, which was the theme of this episode. So, um, gotta make you guys sure are still waiting. Up. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, exactly. It's coordination. Um, you guys are still waiting for the results of this one match. Maybe not. Maybe you just tuned into yours. Just maybe, go back and forth. Maybe you're uh, so interested, you want to start looking up other themes that you may have remember when you watch wrestling. As you know, maybe. Maybe you really did like Savio Vega's theme. You want to go back and listen to it. Damn, that's a name. Holy crap, Savio Vega. Yeah. Maybe you want to go listen to um, Jeff Jarrett, you know? I don't know what his theme was. I don't really know much about Jeff. I couldn't stand the Honky Tonk Man. Oh, the Honky Tonk Man. Just the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, that was I'm cool. Okay. I'm bad. Yeah. Wow, I knew so much of that. (laughs) (laughs) For someone who wasn't born in the 80s. Absolutely not. My people, that's almost over. Uh, we got one more segment to go. We, like I said, we're going to try to make this uh, as close to a regular episode as possible. And then we will get to the results of the main event. The main event. Oh, hell in a Cell. The namesake match, which, ooh, we got a lot to talk about for that now. Oh, yeah. We? Y'all stay tuned. It's bruises, beatdowns, and defeats. Ding, ding, ding. And we're back. We're back. Um, this is this is what would normally be the eats portion of the podcast, and um, we're trying to keep some semblance of what a normal episode would be like. What we didn't what we didn't mention at the very beginning uh, of this episode is that uh, it's not being recorded at at Yeasty Brews this week. Okay. Um, shouts to, to Dan and Danielle at Yeasty Brews. Uh, go check them out uh, Thursday through Sunday. They are at 3944 Northwest 19th Street, Lauder Hill, Florida, 33311. It's still Trivia Thursdays, their first day open of the week. They still have Jenny with the pot uh, serving up the Bidia Tacos, um, Broward's Best. And um, yeah, so we're not recording there the reason we're not recording there this week is because it finally got me. It finally got me. It's a tragedy. My people, I finally fell victim to the Rona. The big vid. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, you know, my time was, was, uh, my time was going to come and, and it happened. It happened. Uh, unfortunately, two years, man. Yeah, I two dodged years it. ducking, doing everything we can to not get it. Yeah, sometimes doing things that probably made us should get it. Yes, yeah. And honestly, we don't even know where the beginning of this one was. No. <laughs> we but, can't even trace it back. But here we are. Okay, here we are. Um, so we we were kind of recording this like towards the end of our our quarantine period, but um. So I, I, the reason I'm even bringing it up is because I want to kind of use that as the uh, jumping point of the eats portion because we've eaten a lot of different food since we've been holed up at the house. And it's, <laughs> yeah. uh... and, and it's been interesting. Oh, it's interesting. Oh, so I, I noticed, uh, I noticed my timeline was, uh, I noticed I uh, was having, you know, cold symptoms um, on a Wednesday evening. Knew something wasn't right. So I, you know, I kind of did my due diligence and uh, came home, tested myself, and um, tested negative. So I went out and uh, got myself all the, the things that you would normally need to get over a cold slash flu, if that's what it was that I was facing. But I figured I wanted to be prepared, so... You know, I got myself some of the Theraflus. I got myself some of the Alka-Seltzer day and night stuff. Anything, anything to, anything that would help. And I um, had plenty of emergency on deck. So I was like, All right, I'm good there. Uh, next thing you know, I wake up the next morning and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it to work. Um, starting to feel like the effects of this cold. So I'm like, yeah, get some rest. Body aches don't go away. Headache doesn't go away. Here we are. Friday, and I was like, "Man, I still feel this. This cold is really <laughs> kicking my ass. This cold is getting me. I need some entrance music that <laughs> that, that can intimidate this cold because it's not working." Um, so some chicken noodle soup, uh, some wonton soup, <laughs> um, some uh, homemade uh, chamomile or yeah, chamomile tea. And and still, I'm not I'm not getting any better. Uh, and I was like, all right. So Saturday morning, I wake up and I said, you know what? I'm gonna test myself again. I test myself, and within like they tell you like, yeah, 15 minutes, you get your result. I, I'm telling you, I think I just like applied the uh, the the test fluid uh, with the with what I had retrieved the from sample. the inner walls of my <laughs> <The> nostrils. <laughs> And I didn't want to make that as visual as it sounded. But anyway, so, I mean, I, I apply it to the uh, test kit. And, and I'm talking about within two minutes, there was two bold-ass lines. They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you got it, bro. <laughs> you got it. Um, as soon as he tells me this, I'm like, well. So now at this point, I'm like, well, okay, well, I'm not the only one in the household. I'm like, I'm going to just quarantine myself to my room. And I'm going to let X know, hey, listen, when you wake up, test yourself spray everything down with Lysol and I'm going to stay in my room and you stay out there. <laughs> he gets his results. And I think within the same amount of time period, like two or three minutes after I put my, uh, whatever was inside my nose into that little tube. And I was like, yeah, bro, you got it too. You, you both got this together. And I'm like, yeah. and I, I think while he's in his room, I'm like, eh, well, 
We got it. <laughs> so I was safe to walk free against the, again around my house because now we were both, you know, there was no danger of somebody not getting it because we were both walking around with COVID mm-hmm. in the house. And I think for me, too, it was a... It was a and for me, I have a better tracing of when I got sick because this usually happens. Okay. Uh, Wednesday, I had a job interview. Uh, I had to wake up a little earlier than I normally would. Okay. Of course, I didn't really sleep normally or norm, uh, sleep earlier like I should have. Yeah. So I got about like four hours of sleep or so, M- more like a nap than anything else. <laughs> but when you have a nap at a time where your brain's like, it's sleep time, or at least for me, my body does not respond well to that. Mm. I normally get some sort of a sore throat or a cough. By the end of the day, when that happens, sure enough, I was at work that day. I had a bit of a sore throat, so I'm like, ah, crap. Get some cough drops, put it down for a little bit, keep my distance from everyone. Thursday, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is is a cold. This is probably what's going to happen. I I still went in, kept my distance from everyone. But at that point, I already kind of gone through, like, some of the symptoms. And then Friday, I stayed home for other reasons on Friday. Uh, Not even sick reasons, because I started to feel a little bit better. Yeah. I still had a little bit of something lingering, but I started to feel a little bit better. Friday, there was a storm that was in the area. Yes. I just didn't want to have to drive home at night during the storm. That when they been, said, when they predicted it was going to be Right, the when most... it was landing on us. So yeah. I wasn't about that. But then Saturday, I uh, woke up. And I'm like, man, I, I thought I was getting better. I think I just took a step backwards. <laughs> mm. And then that's when I woke up to the text message. Hey, go man. test yourself. Sure enough, yeah. I ended up getting it too. And... Uh, what was it? We we did have a lot of uh, different foods yes. in this time. Yeah, probably the most I've ever had uh, most um, consecutive days that I've had food delivered to the house. Which you know, shout out to me for having being the one with all the food delivery yeah. apps. Yeah, I have. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I have I have Uber Eats. I got DoorDash. I got Postmates. Whatever the situation is, I will find the lowest delivery option for whatever foods in our area. I yeah. will get that to you. Um, and thankfully, my knowledge of that has helped us out yes. um, in this time. But also, uh, public service announcements. Thank you, food delivery apps. And also, screw you, food delivery apps. <laughs> yeah, all because, in one. dear Lord, the upcharges oh, yeah. on every single yeah. thing. Always remember, if you somehow can try to order directly from restaurants, uh, obviously, if you're ordering from big chain restaurants, you kind of have to go through those apps. They don't really need their own delivery Correct. service. But if you can yeah. and you do order local Try to order from the store directly as much as possible. But we all know how convenient these delivery apps are. I live off them. I really can't say much about it. But, um, but in the meantime, yeah, until until one of them decides to sponsor the show, yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> until one of them publicly says, listen to this show, we will not publicly tell you to go use yeah, them. Yeah, to go use them. But yeah. we, we, we made use... Well, they didn't start off that way. So the first night... Uh, was that that Friday? Was that Friday, right? Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Saturday uh, Sunday. It, the days are starting. The days are starting to run on. We've been <laughs> in the same four walls. <laughs> We're going insane. I think I've seen three other people walk in, <laughs> <laughs> and there's nobody else here. Nobody. Else. Um. So, whatever the first night was, uh, we decided to go. It was Friday because I made the joke pizza Friday. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I said, uh, now. Oh, the disappointment. Now listen. I'm not going to say that pizza is the best food for you to try while you're recovering from any sickness. Definitely not the first choice, at least. Definitely not the first choice. But this is what we do. So we decided, let's go. You know, it's Friday. Let's do Pizza Friday. It's been a while since I had pizza. And uh, so we gave we gave Papa John's. We, we were concerned because we were like, a lot of the, the really good pizza places around us don't... they. 
they some of them don't offer delivery. It's, mm-hmm. it's just pickup. So, you know, we were sitting there like, all right, well, what's the next best thing as far as consistency? And like, all right, you can't be mad at Papa John's. You know, Papa's always been there for me. Yeah. It would have been nice to have a 50% off discount, but the Marlins, Marlins don't do as well as we hope for. Do. This yeah. is a... So, we go Papa John's. But what are we going to get from, from Papa John's? You... Excuse me. You bring up the fact that there's a uh, a New York style pizza they've been advertising. You know, extra extra large, a little thinner of a crust, extra cheesy. You know, you're, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is still it's still gonna be a store bought version of it. It's still gonna be like a major brand, but you know, there is an, at least an attempt at a New York style, and I think that's always worth a try. Yeah, I agreed, and that's what we went went with. You know. Get his pizza. Nice we'll split it down the middle. Oh. Your toppings on one side, my toppings on the other. Mm-hmm. So we went ahead and ordered this pizza. It's got the pizza, you know, standard delivery time. Dude was nice. I actually told the dude uh, when I picked up the pizza, I'm like, dude, thank you for doing such a great service to this country. Because uh, this is, you know, just after Memorial Day weekend and all that stuff. I want to yeah. make sure we let our troops know how uh, important they are. Yes. I'm talking about the food delivery people because I'm not going out in the rain to get food. And the fact that you have to get paid to do that, you're doing more of a sacrifice than I ever will in my life. So shout out to all of our food delivery workers. <laughs> Wait, well, you're still, you still got time. Man. You, you still got time. You can still make sacrifices. I mean, yeah, I could, but I don't want to. And shout out to the food delivery guys who make everything possible. You uh, deserve a lot more than some of these people will give you. Yeah, and definitely shout to those who served and and uh, sacrificed their lives for this country. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Definitely. Um, So, the pizza comes in. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, The fact that I'm I don't have to cook also helps. It's like all right, I don't have to cook, so amazing. You know that's great. Open that box up. We open the box up, and it doesn't look. Impressive. On first glance, it looks like we just got a standard Papa John's pizza with less crust. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, in other words, yeah. So. You know, it's, it's, you, you, know there's only this. so much we can say about this. We go and grab our slices. We're eating them. They don't hold up. So it doesn't hold up like a standard New York. Uh, uh, doesn't have pie. that little slouch to it when you pick it up. Yeah. Doesn't have like the little bits of uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's oregano, whatever green they put on there. Yeah, oregano. Yeah, yes, oregano. That's correct. Yeah, it's a little right. bit of oregano. that. Wasn't that there? There wasn't like an extra layer of grease on top. No, you know, no which, wasn't which, which, which is good. That's that's a that's a plus. That's good. We don't that's really a plus. need. But the, but the, there's a ritual process when I take the napkin and I pot it out myself. Yeah, <laughs> little little blot. You know, little blot. And yeah. we took the bites. And uh, it was weird. Tasted it was, like a Papa John's pizza. <laughs> it tasted, yeah, it tasted, and which is, uh, in no, under normal circumstances, I don't mind. You know, exactly but if you're gonna for. tell me that I'm gonna receive one thing and then you just kind of give me what you always, it, it <laughs> like, was. Wait, what happened? And I think what upset me the most about it was the fact that when you go to order a, a custom pizza like the the York style, yeah. you can only get it in the extra large. You cannot yes. make any alterations to, to the, the crust. crust. Yeah. You have to get it the basic way as it is. So Because that makes sense. If I'm ordering a New York style, I can't adjust the New York style. You, yeah, you want to keep it authentic. Hey, there give was me no a, authentic to begin with. They didn't give me New York. <laughs> I don't even think they gave me Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and Jersey apparently has a really good pizza, too. Uh, this, uh, but... Uh, so yeah, so needless to say, so you know the crust it wasn't uniform across the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it it didn't it didn't fit the bill. Right. You know, it, it said you know New York style. It was nothing of the sort. Right. So 
so yeah, that's something that I won't be trying again. No, but you know what I think would be a better pizza? I think over here, as I'm looking at this uh, cookbook that I have uh, brought out okay. for us, uh, to keep in theme with the wrestling uh, aspect yes. of this, uh, we have... Yes. Have had for quite some time. For some, yeah, for years. Because uh, you know, and you know, it's old because this is a WWF. Yes, it's uh, still got. Yes. Uh, this is before they got sued by panda people. Um, this one's called <laughs> the World Wildlife <laughs> Federation. Yeah, that's what I said. The one with the the panda on the logo. <laughs> people <laughs> anyway uh, it's a book called can you take the heat the wwf is cooking cook led by uh good old jr jim ross and creator other, of his own barbecue sauce creator of his own barbecue sauce oklahoma native and strongman and uh you know there's a lot of recipes in here and yeah. as we were talking about the pizza i've noticed one and the reason why i noticed the specific ones because from a, from a character that many people wouldn't know even from the time period i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a name okay draws does that ring any bells? Draws. Draws. D R O Z. Yeah, yeah. That's. Was he one of. Um, that does sound familiar. Was he one of uh, Gangrel's. Um, part of that stable? I want to um, say. No. I think Gangrel had at first Edge and Christian and then later the Hardy Boys. Oh, okay, okay. But wow, um, draws. he. Draws was. Involved with some well, because I guess Gangrel was involved in this group, but he wasn't the leader of it. Okay, there was the uh, the Ministry of Darkness. Yes, at okay. The time Undertaker in his uh, satanic best. Yes, with, uh, you know, depending before on your the, view of Satanism. Uh, before the All American, before the All American Blimp Biscuit number one fan, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which might be the worst Taker I think we had. Probably, but that's a discussion for another time. But uh, Draws is actually a, a former football player who turned turned pro wrestler. Okay, uh, decent hand in the ring was involved in that uh, the ministry stuff. He's most known for um, a match he had with D'Lo Brown. Huh. Episode of Raw. Okay. Standard fare. Um, freak accident. Draws gets injured. Wow. Broken neck oh, off of, a, I think it was like a bad power bomb. Oof. And um, yeah, no, paralyzed for the rest of his life. Oh, wow. Um, man, yeah, no, it's definitely a, a, not not the uh, not the happiest case. For yeah. Man. Uh, he is, you know, he has a family now. He does his own things. He's, he's managed to move on and live with it. Okay. And the only reason I remember all this is because of the Brawl for All tournament. It's a... Not going to go into it too much, but this is a very bad idea known in pro wrestling history. Possibly one of the worst ideas of all time. You take a bunch of actors who uh, script fights for a living and perform mm-hmm. those, and you say, we're going to have a 16-round legit boxing tournament in the middle of a pro wrestling show. Oh, shit. Uh, this sounds familiar, but... It- so, yeah, it's a 16-man tournament they had in, like, 98, going to 99. Huh. And the reason why, Draws was, I think, was supposed to be one of the competitors. Okay. Um, and he kind of knew uh, some of the uh, ins and outs of it, or yeah. some of the people involved. Um, spoiler alert for the Brawl for All, uh, some dude named Bart Gunn won the whole tournament okay. after uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams ended up losing earlier rounds. Like, DWF wanted him to, uh, DWF wanted Dr. Death to win it all, but he got knocked out by Bart Gunn. Wow. Because who would have known that uh, when you give people a scripted environment and tell them to go fight each other unscripted. Who knows when <laughs> things don't go to plan? Yeah. I, yeah, who would have thought? It might not work out the way um, you want them to. So the reason why some people may know the Brawl for All is because it ended up uh, the big prize was at WrestleMania 15. Bart Gunn had a special attraction boxing match with a famous boxing legend, Big Ball of Lard himself, Butterbean. Oh, that's not good. Uh, it went about as well good. as you think it did. Oh First round God. knockout, Bart's gu- Bart Gunn's career was never the same after. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, that's what happens when you win a worked tournaments that was started because one of the creative writers didn't like Bradshaw and wanted him to get knocked out in a fight because he kept bragging backstage about that's talk about the long game. Talk about that, the long game. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> one you, of the writers, Vince there's Russo. A, there's a lot of things you're trying to set in motion just to get one person knocked out. And then and oh, that's crazy. Yeah, you do all that's this crazy. stuff to get one person knocked out. He Bradshaw ended up going like to like the semifinals, too. So it took a while for him to get knocked out. Yeah. The main guy you wanted to see knocked out. Many people got injured along the way. Godfather yeah. got injured. Wow. Bart Gunn got injured. UFC legend Dan Severin was in the tournament. Okay. Dropped out because he realized, hey, yo, this is not good for is my career. Not, yeah. Smart move by him. Yes. Um, but yeah, so many people got injured. Obviously, people who came to a pro wrestling show didn't want to watch boxing. boxing. So it, it was a whole disaster. <laughs> no one got super over. The guy who won the tournament was supposed to get like kind of hinted at a program with Steve Austin for the world title, yeah. but he ended up just getting knocked out by Butterbean at wow. WrestleMania 15, one of the mediocre WrestleManias. Good and, Lord. Uh, yeah, everyone. Uh, and, and this is all because we're talking about Papa John's pizza and the fact that I saw one name on here. Dross. Here it is, Dross's barbecue chicken pizza. Look at this guy. I mean, uh, audience at home, you can't see, but yeah. can you give your best description of what you were seeing in this man before I tell you Damn. what his gimmick was? Oh, what am I looking? Okay, um, tatted. Um, got the uh the very descript beard mustache combo. Uh, it's kind kind of got like the handlebar. Uh, doesn't even go to the chin. Doesn't go all the way. Yeah, I, it's it's your your late your late nineties wrestler. He's wearing a, a a Mad Hatter hat for some reason. I don't know what the hell that's all yeah, about. Yeah, it, it looks um. <clears throat> what, what was the uh what was the name of it? We called it uh, last time. Uh, not not uh the the fabric the kind of fabric velvet velvet thank you so it looks velvet, like a velvet, yeah, velvet, velvet hat, on. hat like the Mad Hatter would oh, wear like he has the the very the, the very um quintessential tattoos of the time of that time when like they have a tribal feel to them mm-hmm. um shout out to the one nipple ring I, I, okay yeah that's what that is yeah, I, I was looking very hard for the second but there is no second one, one. Yeah, it is yeah. just on the left. But yeah, he definitely looks like a wrestler. That's yeah, for sure. this guy, uh, his gimmick was that he puked. Wow. <laughs> his gimmick and, was and, that. And here they are trying to get you to make his pizza. Yeah, the guy so. who pukes, he makes a bomb barbecue chicken pizza. Apparently. Everyone Apparently. in the office says so. <laughs> Good <laughs> the pot, It was the rave at the potluck. But we've had this for so long. Uh, which recipes did you actually make from this? Uh, the rock bottom pancakes. Rock bottom pancakes. Yes, okay. they're, they're pancakes with bananas in them. I mean, bananas on them. No rocks. <laughs> no, no, maybe some minerals. Maybe. That's, that's about it. No, yeah, I, I, from what I could remember, I think the only thing I cooked out of that thing was the rock bottom pancakes. There was, uh, yeah, there were, uh, you know, it. I mean, I bypassed it uh, most of the steps because I, I didn't go with, you know, I went with a complete pancake mix. Right. And uh, which might be, I don't know, that might be blasphemous for someone who enjoys pancakes as much as I do, but they work just fine. I wonder if he still makes his famous rock bottom pancakes. I know he eats a lot of pancakes. He eats a lot of pancakes. On his his cheat meals or whatever. Instagram, his cheat meals. He has like a front and stack that's probably the size of his torso of pancakes. Um, One day, someone will have to get him and see if he remembers the rock's famous rock bottom pancakes and how if he eats them. I love the description they have. The first sentence and talk about it. the Rock really does like pancakes. <laughs> and he True to this day, True and he eats day. plenty of them. Yeah. Usually, very early in the morning. The carbs stink, you know. 
the carbs thing. Yeah, I'm a base. I'm a basic, uh, uneducated American. What do you mean the carb? I know that if I eat them, things happen, and I continue to do my day. That's about as much as I know of that. Please do not. Can't maintain me. the physique that the Rock does Cannot. unless you're aware of what carbs do and when they do it and when they should be consumed. So that's, that's why I'm not a wrestler. I just, yes. I just make fun of them all the time. Yeah. The fresh bananas make this recipe especially good. This is another main event level recipe that must be tried in the comfort and safety of your own home. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Why not? You know what was what was the second meal that we tried in the comfort and safety of our own home? <laughs> uh, like what? What meals are you not enjoying in the comfort and safety of your own home? Uh, you know, like what, what do you, you what feel do you like going to Buffalo Wild, Buffalo Wild Wings? You right. enjoy a meal, but there. it's like you're not you're not cooking when you go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, it's true. Where would true, you? True. <laughs> true. It's like, very true. Maybe you're cooking on a grill outside in the park. It's like, oh, yeah. hold on. Yeah. But I for don't the know most if you part, want to try this without being in the comfort and safety of your own home. Because yeah. if not, these rock bottom pancakes might do a little something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh. <laughs> um, what was that second meal we had? Uh, the second meal we had, uh, I want to say it was the uh, Asian food. Was the second one? You know, I have the record of all of oh, my transactions. Yes. <laughs> if only technology could, sh- if only technology. could shed a light on the situation. <laughs> I know we had uh, Asian food at one point. It was the, um, it was like a restaurant by Publix. Yeah, like, but that was before the pizza. That was, uh, oh, that was Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh crap! I'm talking about, about the stuff that was, um, that was delivered right around the time when I realized, oh shit, I shouldn't be going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see. Um, oh, wait, no, it wasn't on Uber Eats. Uh, it was on DoorDash. My apologies. Again, I have like three of these things. It's so hard to manage what I do on each one. You're going to have to hire somebody. I, I'm going to have to hire someone just to watch over and tell me the obvious thing that I shouldn't be ordering from these things as much as I do. It, it had to, was it the cheesesteaks? Cheesesteaks. There it is. It was I, the cheesesteaks. Yep, it was Charlie's cheesesteaks. Charlie's cheesesteaks. I like Charlie's cheesesteaks. I... He wasn't. Yeah, I was. I, th- I think we can partially... Mark that to the kind of food that you got? Yes. So I... You got the chicken Philly. I went with the chicken Philly. I was like, ah, let me break it up a little bit. The night before I had, you know, the meatballs on the pizza. So I was like, ah, let me switch it up a little bit. Let's go with some chicken this time around. So I just went with the chicken Philly. Mm -hmm. There is a reason why they offer two other Phillies besides the chicken Philly. (laughs) One that has the chicken covered in teriyaki. Mm-hmm. And the other one that has the chicken covered in buffalo sauce. Oof. I suggest you go. I haven't tried them, but I suggest that if you're gonna go the direction of it, anything chicken from Charlie's uh, cheesesteaks, go with one of those two options. <laughs> because the error I found was that the regular chicken Philly did not have like there was no dressing on it. It dry. just it was so dry. Ugh. It was so dry. So yes, yes, my uh, my critique on it is based on the fact that I might have made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that to me was a no-go. Um, kind of forced my way through this sandwich because, of course, you, know, you are hungry. And yeah. You got to eat, eat, so. What are you doing? <laughs> Isn't that the old uh, Arby's? Yeah. Checkers. Checkers. Yeah. That's actually worse because Checkers has actually made me sick. <laughs> okay. the, the, uh, shout out to the big Buford, I hate you. <laughs> Damn, that's like my favorite sandwich. From I mean, I haven't had one in, in, I haven't had a Checkers burger in easily uh, 10 years. But no, Buford beat me up. <laughs> that was the one I would go with. That was my favorite from there. Yeah, Buford did not it just, uh, it had agree its with me. Gotcha. It, uh, no mercy. No, no mercy. mercy. No mercy. That, that was a. Uh, 
that was an experience and a half. But it yeah. was uh, Charlie's. Um, then this is like the fourth day after. I know we the had one more thing. No, and then so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> so Sunday we had Cuban food. Oh, Sunday was the Cuban food. That's what I was. Sunday was the Cuban food. The Cuban food. Sunday the Cuban food. Um, I enjoyed my. So this is where the roles reversed. <laughs> I enjoyed my meal. Um, I went with the uh, bistec empanizado, which is the breaded steak with uh, for the listeners. <laughs> for those tuned in, thank you very much. So I had that with the um, uh, moro of um, habichuelas negras, which is black beans and rice cooked together simultaneously and um yeah i was i was pleased with it i i didn't mind it at all that's good you i went like the full meal route you know that along with uh a small a side of chicken soup mm-hmm. um, i, I also like, ended up getting a side of chicken soup yeah but you're uh you went with the chicken soup and i went with the uh a ham and cheese sandwich a cuban ham and cheese sandwich you went with the soup and sandwich which is not typical cuban fare but you went with the soup and sandwich. You know, so automatically, I can kind of see where I went wrong. <laughs> I can kind of see where I may or may not have made a mistake. I probably should have went with something closer to a platter like yours. Yeah. I think it would have been a better experience. But, um, yeah, I just, the thing is, ham and cheese, the sandwich itself is fine. You know, there's nothing egregious about it. It's just, I don't, I don't like Swiss cheese all that much. Mm. Um, I don't like Swiss cheese with ham, especially because... They can both be pretty salty items, and okay. trying to combine them both, mm, not really the greatest flavor. Also, gotcha. melted Swiss doesn't, it just, it sticks to like the paper and all that <laughs> such. It loses flavor. Um, it's, I don't know. I just think there are better cheeses for sandwiches. Got you. Um, could have given me a cheddar cheese. I'll hey. definitely, t- a ham, especially ham and cheese, I think cheddar usually first. I understand gotcha. that uh, Cuban sandwich, uh, ham and cheese sandwiches more more often than not come with Swiss cheese. Yes, I've, it's. Uh, I think Swiss is the go to cheese. Swiss is the go to cheese. Which I, I'm I'm curious. I gotta ask some of my my Cuban friends. How did that become like the go to cheese? Yeah, that, why, that's why aren't pretty you guys putting cheddar on your sandwiches? Yeah, I so just give I'm me the option. <laughs> <laughs> if you know why Cuban sandwiches, why why Swiss cheese was the designated cheese. Please. The Cuban sandwiches, 786-294-6263. Somebody's going to call this damn line. We need to know. Somebody's going to call this damn line. You know, if I have to vigorously insult it to get it to happen, I will do it. I will go heel mode for this. I want an answer. So why Swiss cheese is the number one choice. All right. Uh, I, I'm personally just not a big fan of Swiss cheese in general. I don't even like it on my burgers. I'd really go with If I go for a white cheese, I'll take provolone. Provolone's good. Yeah, I definitely take provolone. It melts better. It can, it holds its flavor a lot better. I, I like a lot of what provolone has to the table versus uh, Swiss cheese. Uh, you know, that's just a that's my cheese opinion for the day. Uh, I don't I don't blame you. Speaking of seven eight six two nine four six two six three, we're in the theme of Cuban food. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You guys are ready to hear? I, I know I, I put the phone number out there a couple times. Right. This is what I got. I'm scared. So I don't know if she likes the show or not. 
You know, uh, I'm going to sit here and stop acting like I knew what happened. Translation, please, for those who don't know. <laughs> uh, as right. rough of a translation that you can provide. <clears throat> okay. But it did not seem like she was happy. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't answer our question either. <laughs> she still don't know why they only use Swiss cheese. Oh. Okay, so. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so funny enough, <laughs> one of the voicemails I got on this line. So, I. This line, I'm sure, used to be somebody else's phone number at some point. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Listen, yeah, makes I'm working sense. with what I have here. So it seems like this lady, uh, which seems to be of Cuban descent, by her use of the term binga several times, uh, yeah. that she was being bothered, I guess, at all hours of the morning by people calling her phone without them realizing that she was no longer in Miami, meaning I guess the time frame changed. Mm, so <laughs> I can see the problem So the here. constant phone calls to that number prompted her to call back a number that might might be similar <laughs> to the hotline. Ah. She might have been off by a digit. I don't know. That was the know. Uh, the neighbor. The the phone number neighbor. <clears throat> you just go one number off at the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So she decided to voice her frustration to the wrong number about her receiving phone calls at all hours in the morning and with a couple of binga de binga de bingas uh, <laughs> sprinkled throughout it. So I, I asked, I asked for voicemails and this is what I got. So you know what beggars can't be chooses at that point. You know, shouts to her. Hopefully everyone stopped calling her. Yes, I hope so. I hope she found the rest she was looking for. Oh, no. So, last but not least. We've kept kept you waiting long enough. Yes, last but not least. The final match. Most of you probably even forgot that we were doing a results show. Pulled a sneaky on you. Yeah, yeah. So, the final match and the results. It was the, the main event match of the night. The namesake of the event. Correct. It's called Hell in a Cell. Hell you got to have one match. Where the cell is lowered. We had the American Nightmare. Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes versus the visionary Seth, Seth freaking Rollins. Rollins. You okay. should put respect on that man's name. You got to say the middle name. Apparently. Yes, this is the third in their fights. Cody Rhodes, uh, after leaving WWE six years ago and starting his own company, All Elite Wrestling, I'm... We've mentioned it a few times. Yes. They're a pretty big company, a nice head start. They have a great product going on over there. Cody uh, had enough of being an executive over there. He okay. wanted to be free from any uh, kind of that trouble. And he also wanted to do something that uh, his dad and his brother have not done. And that is become WWE champion. Be Honorable. F- he's trying to be the first in the family to do it. Uh, he's severely, not severely, uh, he's majorly upped his game since he last came here. Mm. Came back with a vengeance and drew the ire of one Seth Rollins, who viewed uh, Cody coming in as trying to take his spot at the top of the food chain. And Seth Rollins has done a lot in the WWE: multiple-time world champion, intercontinental champion, United States champion, tag team champion. He okay. was the first NXT champion, the first of their third developmental brand. He has done decorated anything you can think of in the WWE. And they had a match at WrestleMania. Great match. Great. We didn't even know Cody was going to be the opponent. It was a mystery opponent, and Cody Rhodes just debuts again at WrestleMania. Yeah. 
amazing match. They go and have a rematch at WrestleMania Backlash, what I like to call WrestleMania 2 Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, there already is a WrestleMania 2. There was no Electric Boogaloo in that one. <laughs> but um, Cody wins again. They go for a third match, and this one's slated to be in the Hell in a Cell structure, one of the most feared structures. Uh, people who uh, know anything about wrestling from any period of time can usually say something like Undertaker versus Mankind. Yes. Mankind being thrown off of the cell. Yes. You know, uh, Cactus Sacrificing Jack. Sacrificing his body. Cactus Jack versus Triple H. Still Mankind, but just a different character. And uh, how he went through the top of that cell, too. Um, we've had... <clears throat> Maybe some more uh, modern classics. New Day versus the Usos. I think one of the only tag, one of the few tag team Hell in a Cell matches. Okay. And that one was a pretty brutal affair. I really yeah. recommend that one. But this one was special for a lot of reasons that no one expected coming. Unfortunately, Cody ended up suffering a partially torn pec earlier in the week. Was going to work through it. Was going to just take, take it day by day. Keyword just- was... Partially torn. Partially torn. All right. Partially torn. Left. What was it? Right pectoral muscle. Right. Yes. All right. Um, then we get news hours yeah. before the show starts mm-hmm. that while weight training, which I don't think is something you should be doing with a partially, partially. torn anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not that uh, a frequent of a gym member. Uh, apparently tore the pectoral muscle completely off the bone. So the training. muscle became detached from. The chest plate, I imagine. Uh, yeah, like, there's science I, to it. That yeah. So you hear this and you go, "Oh wow, that's that's pretty. That sounds pretty gruesome." Um, and then this guy's gonna get into a physical. I mean, albeit rehearsed, right. but you're still you're still uh, going into it knowing that there's gonna be contact. Oh, that man. there's gonna be. There's always the chance of you. Maybe taking a misstep and receiving right. more pain than you should. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We all thought that either the match was going to be canceled or we get like a replacement opponent. Yeah. You know, Torin Peck, that's not something you, you should, you know, you should be doing anything in. But Cody is a madman. And I feel, I guess he felt like he had to prove something or he, he just really wanted to do whatever was going on in this nut job's brain. He decided with a fully torn pectoral muscle, I'm still going to compete tonight. The people paid to see me. I'm going to make it happen. And sure enough, we get to the main event. Seth Rollins goes out uh, wearing the polka dots of Dusty Rhodes in his Dusty time. Rose, yes. Nice the late great. Mind games. Yes. Shout outs to uh, the late great Dusty Rhodes. Correct. Um, and then Cody comes out. He's wearing his, you know, his usual entrance garb. He got his cloak and everything. Now, before, before, um, as we're discussing, as we're talking about Cody Rhodes making his entrance, you stated earlier that you know his return to the WWE was to accomplish something that neither his father, his late father, or his brother uh, were able to accomplish, which was become a championship, a champion. I want to say that. You know, as crazy as it sounds for someone to continue on mm-hmm. with a performance, considering that they've completely torn a pectoral muscle, right. like one of the days, one of the ways you can kind of secure your your position and <laughs> and Im- improve your chances of one day being champion, just to let them know, is hey. by saying, "Look, I am willing to work injured." Correct. Not just any injury. Not just any. Not just and then, so, going back to, to him. Makes his entrance. Noticeably, he's throwing up one arm. He's trying to get the crowd, but he's only throwing up one arm. Yes. Another arm, his right arm, is close to his, close to his side. Yes. Keeping it. Very little movement. Like, so you can tell, all right, that's the pectoral. 
Yeah. Gets into the cell, does his thing, and they're having a standoff. Yes. Of course, Cody now has to take off his overly thick sized Homelander yeah. jacket. Yeah. And as and he to me, it looks like a it looks like the uh, the a jacket the jacket that the band conductor would wear. Oh yeah, looks like drum major. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, he has to take this off to wrestle. So. Take this off, and there is just from right. He I takes it off to reveal at least half of his pec. Yes, going out towards his arm, towards his bicep, into his elbow, yes. and then along down the side, Beneath. up into like right around belly level, like just below his rib cage. Yeah, completely bruised purple. This is like purple, <laughs> dark red. Yeah, it looked like <sighs> it looked like uh, the heavy storm area on a on a weather <laughs> yes. map. Like there was a lot of purples and yellows, and it was brutal to look. at. It was bad. I uh, was, I, I, we were both sitting here and like, is this supposed to happen? Because uh, he does not look like he. I was squeamish the entire mm, match. Yeah, uh, it, it just did not look good at all. As it, the guy was barely moving his right arm, then the match starts. The match starts. And he's sitting there wrestling like one arm, like <laughs> his life depends on it. He's throwing out those jabs, the good yes. old dusty jabs. He's trying to fight his hardest. And I'm thinking they had to have called such like a short, we're going to get a short match. Yes. We're going to have to get something like a few big moves, call it quick. Someone get out of there. Yeah. Nah, they went they for not. a good 15 minutes, I want to say. I also thought along, I thought down the, the along the same mind frame where I'm like, yeah, they're they're gonna somehow find a way to end this one quick, um, maybe a cup, you know, a couple major hits, mm-hmm. but you know, big ones, but just few of them, and then get it done with. Right. No, they actually, <laughs> they actually, and I'm sure this is something that Cody had to be okay with. Right. They actually attacked. Seth Rollins attacked. That side of the body. He attacks the torn pectoral side. Yes, he was not bashful about it. Genius bad guy move. Go after the weakened spot. He wants to fight injured. Let him do it. Seth Rollins, the visionary, took a kendo stick, uh, just a bunch of bamboo wrapped together, and just started like stabbing. Right, yeah. not onto like a side part of where like the bruise was. No, no, no. Right, right into yeah. the dude's chest, in the heavy discoloration area. That right yeah. in there, jamming it in there. And I'm yeah. just like, wow, this—they're really gonna test the limits of what you can do with a torn pack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Throwing Cody against the wall. Yep. He tried his hardest to like bump only on one side. No, but even then, yeah. he was pressing him up against the cage, rubbing him against the side. Yeah. Uh, more weapons came out. Pulled. There was a. Oh, man. There was a. The strap. There was. The, a, oh my There God. was a strap where. Uh, it's it's kind of like a it almost becomes like a a, a, a tug of war. Oh, so you talking about the bull rope before the, the bull rope? That's yes. what it was. The so bull rope. Uh, at Sorry. first, early they uh, Cody decides yes, Cody, the guy who's injured, is taking <laughs> control of this match so far somehow, yes. and despite the fact of his injury and the fact that he's already in Hell in a Cell, which has ended careers before, he. First, okay, first of all, why is there a bull rope under the ring? Uh, I know that there are a lot of things under the ring, and we usually yeah. don't question them in wrestling. You know, there's always folding chairs, ladders, tables, a leprechaun, and some Gatorade. We know that those are all there. Yeah. But a bull rope with a cowbell attached in the middle and two hooks for people's arms, yes. just casually under the ring. Cody pulls it out. One of Dusty's uh, staple matches yeah. was the uh, bull rope match. 
And uh, he puts it on. He dares Seth. He's like, put it on. Put it on. And, of course, they're now tied by the wrists. Cody's one good arm is tied to this bull rope. Yes. Further handicapping himself. Pretty much has no arms. It's against the Seth Rollins. Somehow walks away from that exchange with the upper hand. Takes the cowbell attached to the center. I forgot to say there was a cowbell attached to the center. There's a cowbell. You needed some marker to figure out tug of war who wins. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, just if you would imagine like a tug of war rope and then the handkerchief that would hang in the middle to kind of determine who's... Who's leading? Who's <laughs> is now one of the uh, hard hitting instruments that you can find a cowbell and clocks this man. Which you could use as a weapon. Clocks well. Seth Rollins right yeah. in the head with yeah. it. Uh, a couple of close falls here and there. Yeah. Um, a ta- the table spot. It's, yes. Seth Rollins brings out a the table. The tables that the fans were waiting for. Right, he brings earlier. out the first table. He goes for a frog splash on Cody. Everyone thinks on us that Cody gets out of the way. Crash and burn for Rollins. Yeah. Of course, Rollins doesn't learn his lesson, brings it onto the table later on. <laughs> yeah. But this time, he uses it successfully. And this is a spot that scared me. Seth Rollins picks up Cody to go for a powerbomb. He wants to powerbomb this dude onto a table that's leaned up in the corner. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, this dude has to land almost all left side. All left, Because yeah. if he tries to even remotely land on the right side, even if it's mostly his back, yeah. that impact is it's sure gonna, it's to do something. tear something yeah. into you. Yeah. Um, but did it, fell right through the middle center of the table. It folded perfectly. He kind of looked like he landed on his butt a little bit, back yeah. on the turnbuckles. Managed to keep it safe throughout, but oh man, it still didn't look any less brutal. They still yeah. managed. That's one of the things I like about wrestling. It's mostly safe. They keep it under wrap, but man, there's just some things you can't prep yourself for. Oh. Some guys throwing you towards turnbuckles and a table, and you gotta hope that you don't worsen your torn pec injury. Correct. Got out of it. Uh, everyone went wild for it. It wasn't yeah. the end of the match. And then the real scariest spot happened. <laughs> Actually, before we, even before that, let's go to the strap because I know you want to talk about the visionary, the yes. black and white, the black so, and yellow. So Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, being the heel that he is, um, he uh, he brings out, you know, just another mean to inflict more damage to his opponent, physical and mental. It's pretty much a strap or that resembles a weight belt, and he pulls out this weight belt. And that is also adorned in um, the uh, Cody's uh, late father's um, uh, colors, which are black with yellow polka dots. And then it says the visionary. God, what a jerk. <laughs> right, written right above. <laughs> right, right across, across the center. And he, he you know, proceeded to use that to. Starts a whip in the man. Uh, starts whipping the man. So. This is, it's, so needless to say, a couple of. A couple of reversed moves later. Um, Don't forget, he alternated. took that strap to the chest. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, that, A yeah, few took, straps to the back and then yeah, had one. the man stand up. Seth took it to Torn Peck Cody and threw that wrestling belt, slapped right against his chest. Yeah, right. There was no... Yeah, there was no... You can't fake yeah. the give of someone hitting you with a weight yeah. belt. That's, yeah. just, that's just leather strap hitting you. Yeah. Definitely. Oh man, yeah. I do not want to be in that position ever. <laughs> no, I and I, I will not sign up for it either. Um, um, needless to say, um, after a couple of attempts to pin one another, uh, a couple of uh, attempts at trying the other's 
signature move mm-hmm. and succeeding. There's some uh, pedigrees in there. Was, I was going to say there's a pedigree and then there was a sledgehammer involved. When it was all said and done, Cody Rhodes somehow somehow came out victorious. Man, did two of his finishing, two crossroads, his finishing move, back to back, held on. And then before he went for the third one, he says, no, nope, got to finish this proper. Picks up the sledgehammer. One arm, one good arm and all. <laughs> Bam! Lays it into Rollins' head. One, two, three. Enough to take him out. Cody Rhodes, torn peck at all, makes it a clean 3-0 sweep against Seth Rollins to close out hell in a cell. And wow, that was, ugh. that match I think is much better because of the fact that he was able to put, they were able to push through with that entry yeah. and still come up with a creative and brutal match to fit the cell. You yeah. want to put it, you want to have something brutal happen. That's the mm-hmm. point of the cell. And mm-hmm. I feared that, oh no, they're going to have to like cheapen it a little bit, you know, like a little less on the big cage spots and yeah. try to keep everything in the ring mostly, you know, some kind of like substitute finish. Nope. They played it all the way through. Made some stuff look extra brutal just by, you know, utilizing the already existing injury. And uh, Cody Rhodes walking away with the victory, one step closer to those title dreams. Yes. Big shouts and applause to uh, to Cody Rhodes, man. I mean, just anybody, anybody who, with that level of dedication to what it is that they do, um, of course, granted, this is it's. <laughs> I find it foolish <laughs> to do it at the this dumbest level. thing you could have yeah, possibly yeah. done. <laughs> you have to be of a you have to be of a certain mind frame. Um, to to you know to push past the fact of, of a severe injury to take on. A, a task such a physical task as mm-hmm. performing in a wrestling show um yeah but i mean just imagine that level of dedication should go rewarded i hope he does see his uh championship match um come sooner than later that's yeah, it's, because it, you you hear of wrestlers getting injured during matches and then finishing the match uh stone cold famously had his yeah. neck broken by owen hart yeah. Even though it was like only like a minute later and it was uh, mm-hmm. as Stone Cold described by the worst roll up in wrestling history. Yeah. Mostly paralyzed at the time Stone Cold still managed to finish that match. Triple right. H two tor- both his quads torn in the mm-hmm. middle of a tag team match. Also with Stone Cold <laughs> against Chris's Jericho and Benoit. Okay. Tore his quads like on during the match but they still went on. He ended up taking a Walls of Jericho on the announcement with pulling on this dude's legs with both quads torn. And yeah, he yeah. just they just keep going. These yeah, wrestlers that's, that's something else. are insane people. There is no mentally right and stable person in the wrestling world. And just remember that next time you call it fate. And there it is. Bruce Beats and the Podcast. Or should I say, bruises, <clears throat> beat down, Ooh. and defeats. Yeah. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, the wrestling aficionado that is Xavier Martinez for taking the time, sitting down and talking it up with me. Of course, of course. COVID grows for life. That's it. (laughs) I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in yet another week through all of this wrestling madness. Most of you probably have never even like watched a wrestling match. Maybe you have. I don't know. And maybe you start watching more because of it. Maybe you do now. That's what we're here for, right? I think. I don't know. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know. Bruise Beats and Eats. 
the podcast on all streaming platforms. Uh, 786-294-6263. Maybe not so aggressive next time on the on the voicemails, my people. Just need uh, a Swiss cheese answer. <laughs> Just a Swiss cheese answer. A Swiss cheese answer and your favorite wrestling theme. There you go. Nice, nice. 